are listening to Thursday Nights, Season 4, Episode 21. child run through the streets it says it says nah nah i get to be bear jaw the goliath it says you always get to be bear jaw the goliath well yeah i'm bigger just like bear jaw as the children go running around the corner i hope someone breaks a tooth over a that. man yelling in front That's of his shop and he has a big sign behind him that says horseshoes and he says the finest horseshoes in all of oakhurst he says, they're not just strong, they're bear jaw strong. <laughs> Local legend. Jared is going to come overnight. back to collect on the trademark. <laughs> um, so you ought to use my name. Fail. And now. Uh, would be Scrimcorn. And oil lane. Um, Where are you? What are you doing? Camping in the woods. Where are we? Ooh, that? crickets. Uh, we got a nice campfire going. Uh, Scrimcorn uh, doesn't require a lot of uh, amenities, but when he's camping with other people, you know, he can still put a put a fire together, and he scrounges up some some food, gets some frozen rabbits. He's not incapable of hospitality. Exactly. He lives a wretched lifestyle. Frozen rabbits. But, but his able, hospitality. But is he's not able wretched. to provide. But he's seen people who live literally every other lifestyle. <laughs> he's able to provide wretched wretched plus one. It's slightly Potatoes. above. Less red. Yeah. He doesn't demand that you don't wipe yourself after using the bathroom. That's a rule that he has for himself. Um, it's wretched by choice. It's wretched by choice. He doesn't drag people down. Enough. Oil veins following every cue that Scrimcorn has. He's like, wait, I don't have to wipe my butt? Awesome. So that's what he's thinking. In True this. freedom! Akumatop! Ice is fucking wonderful. <laughs> Eating bugs and pooping in my pants. A bit. <laughs> um, uh, but it is a squalid little camp. I've never smelled that for before. sure. Uh, good berries are certainly uh, supposed to have a the the soup du jour. Um, at every meal, at every meal, the special is good berries. Um, and uh, and yeah, he's uh, I mean, he doesn't waste a lot of time. I think we were out there for a day, and he kind of is. Um, Gets gets the camp ready. Uh, what time did what time of day did we kind of split up just to set the scene a little bit? Uh, it was like midday. Okay, it was you so, went to the Citadel, you took care of business quickly, you came back, you went back to town. So he's gonna kind of go out at one p.m. just to get away from civilization because you guys know he's not. Um, he's more comfortable kind of out in the wilderness a little bit. He sets a little bit of a little bit of camp, makes a, just a basic uh, shelter for him. It's not chopping down a bunch of trees. He can use some basic. Naturey cantrips to kind of make some a basic little mud hut pretty quickly. Mm. Um, campfire and stuff like that, and then uh, uh, because he does, you know, he, he's he's with his brother, so he's uh, like I said, he's not um, just have them sit down in the snow kind of thing. And then he gets out his little um, his little dish that he's used before to uh, to burn incense and stuff like that while we're 
or have some downtime. And he takes out um, uh, a separate a separate pouch that's that's in much better condition. Um, and he pulls out some powder and puts it in the flames. And it, even from your from your from oil veins uh, a little bit further back distance, I uh, smells the smoke coming from it. And it's uh, and it's like a burning strong sensation. And uh, he, but but Scrimcorn is right with his face over it and breathes deeply and just inhales as his kind of eyes water and uh, and maybe coughs a little bit and uh, and ah ah and yeah it just it really just coats the entirety of his lungs um, and uh, and his eyes uh, and his eyes go wide uh, and he. And he begins to uh, he begins to see things. Who's up first? I need a volunteer. I'll volunteer. Kel, volunteering first. What manifests in Scrimcorn's uh, vision quest? Is this our assignment thing? Well, first I'm asking you what manifests. Yes, it is. Okay. Um... What what does he see? He sees. That approaches him. I mean, you guys can also be as abstract. Nothing as approaches him. He sees as if he is moving through a deep underground citadel, just moving through the hallways aimlessly, as in he doesn't know where he's going, but moving with a purpose. Turning corners, not ever hitting a dead end, just continuing to wander through. As he wanders, he hears a passage in low tones. Where is the horse and the rider? Where is the horn that was blowing? Where is the bit? He's gone. Guys, let him do it. Where is the helm and the hubert and the bright hair flowing? Where is the hand on the harp, harp string and the red friar glowing? Where is the spring and the harvest and the scrimcorn growing? Scrimcorn's <laughs> <laughs> eyes are wide as he takes this all in, uh, just absorbing everything and uh, just eyes wide. Um, from the mist. At steps a creature, and at first you're not really quite clear what it is. It's so gaunt and emaciated. It's uh, almost more skeletal with skin on it than it is at an actual um, creature. As it gets closer, you see that it, at one point, might have been a buck, some kind of thing. Its ears are gone, but the horns are still very much there. Uh, it's gray and hide, very mange, uh, patchy open sores on it from like neck to to haunch, uh, eyes a milky white unseen, but it keeps stepping closer to you. At every step you think, this is going to be the step where it just completely collapses. It looks like it's on the edge of death. Uh, and when it gets all the way up to you, because you've just frozen. It leans its face right up next to your ear and you hear a whisper in your own voice. It says, do mine. It says, today 
or it says, tomorrow is a day too late. Today is far too soon. Build a tower out of bones beneath the hemlock moon. Scorn's eyes <laughs> stay wide. Scorn's <laughs> eyes stay wide. And it vomits a butterfly. <laughs> yes. Um, Grimcorn sees the field of stars, and then slowly each one of the stars starts to blink out, and then you see this, all of a sudden this huge massive silhouette becomes illuminated in the darkness, and then he sees kind of up close the, the flesh of this gigantic massive being. And the flesh has wounds in it that are bleeding, a type of black blood, mm-hmm. and it shows. And then he can see them all over its body. As like, it's the visions of each one of the different wounds that it has. But then it looks like the time speeds up, and the wounds start to close. And then you hear. <laughs> so, and that's it. That's all. <clears throat> Scrimcorn sees a pond, but it's like from a lo- from a distance away, and slowly, it his vision zooms in on the pond until he gets to two lily pads where sit two large bullfrogs, and he zooms in even more until it just you can see their just their faces, and they each simultaneously lick their right eyes, <laughs> and one lets out and they 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 let out like a but to to scrim but to. Scrim- to scrim corn, he hears scram corn, scram corn, <laughs> and that's it. Uh, right a a deep pit in the earth just cracked and split, and it seems like he's just traveling down deeper and deeper in it, uh, getting darker. And there is at the bottom is a faint glint, and. A voice as though the stones themselves speak, say, The three earthen must become one for the treasure to manifest. And as his vision fades... It's not fading. Oh. Well, after that then. Yeah. Um, things go dark and sort of swirly, like fog in the night. And he hears a voice sing as if distant... Long ago, the prophets told that when the forge is ashen cold, an axe will fall with sparks of gold, and flames renewed will scorch the bold. Corn's eyes wide, breathing deeply. Kind of a wheezy, a wheezy. Scrimcorn, as he's taking in all of these visions and prophecies and orders trying to find trying to find that next mission of his he hears a voice that says Scrimcorn and as he turns around and that which he was seeing before him vanishes as he turns around behind him and he is standing in a forest it looks like an ordinary forest three figures standing before him shoulder to shoulder one a uh, a beautiful woman, uh, skin the color of dark chocolate, 
long hair. Uh, long hair. What was she wearing? Um, wearing a gown. Another, uh, uh, another fair-skinned woman standing next to her. Uh, not a hair on her head. And another, uh, and the third one standing shirtless. A uh, a young man uh, wearing nothing but a uh, a loincloth as they stand and stare at Scrimcorn. The uh, the dark-skinned woman saying, "Follow the Goliath, Bearjaw." The bald one saying, "Keep her happy," and the boy one saying, "Keep her safe." Scrimcorn, <clears throat> without missing a beat, wide-eyed says. Consider it done. And they vanish. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... We'll continue. And we'll continue next week. (laughs) Next week. Um, Good night, everyone. We call it Accelerated Gaming. Uh, Uh, Let's go to the air balloon. Most important part about being on the air balloon. You guys made it creepy. <laughs> well, where'd you think we were gonna go with it? They were supposed to be happy visions. <laughs> I think it was like you're tuning your radio. There's a lot of people getting visions tonight, yeah. and uh, you're like, no, that's not mine. No, that's not mine. No one's mine. No one was just like a. There's a lot of screen boards. It's a really common name in this part of town. That's just the usual thing. No one was just a talking squirrel being like, be yourself. And everyone will appreciate you. Fly. <laughs> there was one person that was literally just like making fortune cookies and slipping in the fortunes and reading them aloud. <laughs> Help, I'm trapped in a fortune cookie factory. Help, I'm trapped in a fortune cookie factory. <laughs> the first day in the in Grumbar's air balloon on your chip towards uh, Mirabar. So we, we say Mirabar. You guys are headed to Mirabar, I assume, as, as your as your main first destination. And then you'll gear up, uh, get ready to head out to Blasting Bell. It makes sense. We're going to go delving in some dwarven ruins. Might need to pick up, you know, some pitons, some Mo- roots. Yeah, most of you have or just not... just ask around. Maybe. Most of you have not had a chance oh, to uh, to stop at a, at a wealthy town where you could get some more considerable supplies. You know, a couple of you, you and Drewsman went to... Um, Water went deep. to water deep, but it, no one else did. So, um, Rika tried. True, Rika did. <laughs> she tried her darkest. She made a, a valiant effort. Snappy. What's my snappy? Well, she heard animal. snappy. They heard snappy. A different kind of snappy. And uh, so, but the first day on the air balloon, the wind is uh, the wind is ripping through your hair as uh, as Grumbar says, "It's a good day to sail," and uh, and you can just see the land uh, the land below you just moving on by. This is clearly this is clearly way faster than you could travel uh, on foot. There are periods uh, during the day where it slows down a bit. Drums. Grumbar takes more of these little uh, uh, circular patties and, and tosses them onto the fire, uh, which flares up, and you can see, you can feel the air balloon ooh, move uh, move upwards through the air, gaining altitude. As then it catches another draft of wind and moves. And other times he rotates the chimney so that the hot air is just billowing up into. Uh, into nothing. the into the nothingness uh, as the balloon cools down and you slowly lower in altitude. Grumbar 
clearly a a uh, quite experienced captain at this. You know, occasionally you even move backwards just for a moment. He changes up, dude, and you're moving forward again. And uh, any. This is a multi-day trip, so I'm not going to call on everyone to go all the way around here. But if you want to have a significant conversation as you set out, now's your chance. Otherwise, we're going to land for the night and set up camp. Ted is often uh, found standing on the railing of the balloon. Uh, Doing I'm king of the world. Yeah, he says, this feels so good on my balls. Because <laughs> he hasn't put his clothes on yet since. Oh, uh, no. It's got to be cold, man. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not enough. Oh, yeah, it is winter. I've never been naked in the sky before. Naked in the sky with diamonds. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. If, if you're there, like, balls out, those balls are going to be shriveled up into you. Oh, they're yeah. they're hiding. They're so hiding. You know about dynamic. my balls. Well, because my balls. Yeah, yeah, adrenaline is enough to keep him going. But the sun is ah. just baking him. <laughs> it's going to be an all-over summer. Because what we're talking about, the wind is because it makes it feel still because you're moving with the wind. That's true, you're moving so. with the wind. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. True. So it's not very breezy. It's just. No, it's not. Actually, when I said it, the yeah, it's blowing through your hair. That was actually completely incorrect. Oh. It's very still in the air. It's that you you almost feel like there's wind blowing through the air because you see how quickly you're moving over the land. But it's, uh, it's a bizarre sensation. It has no hair, so this analogy isn't going anywhere with her. Eyebrows. I mean, sparse. I don't think you would feel the Eyelashes. wind going through them. Um. No. The wind in her face. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, in her face. Of face. course. Um, the double And uh, as uh, as you approach your twelfth hour of flying through the day, and it gets a bit stiff up there. I mean, your legs get a bit stiff up there because it is. Uh, this is a, a very large basket under this balloon, but you are a very large party with a couple of very large people here, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a bit. It's a bit cozy. Can I, let's say, say. Can I Rika propose sit. something? Okay. Just really quick. Has has Grumbar yet banned wrestling in the air balloon? Oh basket? god. Just I mean, asking. After he... the first wrestling. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. And, and so, he's been traveling with Bearjaw for a while, so yes, that, wrestling that has been pretty... previously banned. Okay, good. Just making the sure. The first wrestling was. The years first ago. wrestling was the last wrestling. Um, the first okay, incident. Just wanted to make sure because I think that's why she's so grumpy. The bottom right came out. In fact, Bearjaw. <laughs> I had to put the kibosh on it. Grumbar. Did you do it? Wow, you should. Grumbar. 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 I already have the notes right here. No, I'm making. I'm gonna tally them. Okay, fine. Grumbar says. I bet you're all wondering why Bearjaw isn't wrestling everybody. Well, that's because she's not allowed to wrestle in my balloon. There was an incident. <laughs> Can other people wrestle? In no. Okay. Bearjaw ruined it for everybody. <laughs> Bearjaw. Okay. It's not my fault. You make weak basket. He says, this basket is the fu- Bearjaw, she knows how to push my buttons. Uh, I do not understand After that, that exchange, uh, Ricka goes over and, um, like, sits down right next to Migosh. And pulls out of her pack her old clothes that are full of holes and starts sewing them up with her sewing kit. Migosh is sitting in the corner of the basket with his like knees huddled up against him <laughs> and he's kind of rocking saying keep eyes closed, keep eyes closed Migosh no like heights, keep eyes closed Migosh, you know what would take your mind off of it? I saw you knitting 
Migosh, we can have a crafting party. Migosh opens one eye, and the uh, torn clothes. He looks over at them and he goes, "Me, you were sewing these me, all wrong. Me, give to Migosh, he fix." <laughs> <laughs> She pulls out her loot and plays loot while he mends the clothes better than she would. Migosh, uh, Migosh's fear of heights is overtaken by his pride in knitting and sewing and crochet. <laughs> in crochet. And when uh, Ricka takes out her loot to Color of plan, yarn important to you? Go. Color. Color not important. Need matching? No. <laughs> Good, you get what I have left over. <laughs> I Perfect. If you run out, I have my I have my own thread. No need. Migosh yarn better. Migosh yarn better. Migosh yeah, take great pride in yarn. <laughs> well then go for it. <laughs> Give Migosh ten minutes. Ten, ten of these. And he starts patching. Bearjaw joins in with the loot. With his uh, various Bear drums jaw. that he has on it. Oh Grumbarbells! <laughs> God damn it. Get the man some more chartreuse. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why can I not remember? We've only just begun. You have to take a drink every time you make a drink. Ah, yep, that's it. Because that'll fix it. Yeah, that'll make it better. That'll solve it. A little more stick than carrot. I think that's appropriate. You're on a road to destruction, right? You're on a road to hell. Grumbar. He's green, like the chartreuse. Joins like in the chartreuse. with his drums. He has various uh, uh, small drums strapped around, uh, uh, strapped around a belt that goes all the way around his shell. Um, actually, no, it doesn't go all the way around his shell. It goes around his like waist, which goes behind his shell uh, on it on his back. But he's got uh, a couple of drums, and he likes to hit the side of the uh, the side of the basket, and sometimes people. And uh, as he's he just gets totally into it. We're gonna have a totally He does not he tap bear jaw notably as he's like walking around, as he's walking around Tapping the uh, basket. The other on the head. Yeah, it's like. Tur- he says, tur- I love traveling. Yeah, Mock does not stand for that. He's too prickly. He it's physically. Snap him down. He gets physically uh, dissuaded from doing that. Mock, did something happen? Uh, <laughs> you are not the usual cheerful he, self. He frowns at him and he says. Leave me alone. You're not a touch more, Grumbar. And he uncorks the jar, which he now knows exactly where the ale is, and continues to drink. (laughs) He says, You're not impressing me. I've traveled with much grumpier dwarves. And he cuts back. (laughs) (laughs) Much grumpier. He he gruffly... I'd like like to see that. But at the same time, he is, uh, yeah, taking uh, kind of... Careful review of the armor that they that they recently acquired. Oh, the dragon uh, scale. Yeah, just uh, just uh, yeah, closely inspecting the. Uh, no, he's inspecting it not on Baird. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. I'm wearing the dragon Wait. scale. Armor. Well, it's Baird's, but he works something out to where he can inspect the armor. Just he's not wearing it at the moment in the air. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Sure. You peed yeah. it off of his like, sleeping body. I think this can be worked out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, and, and just inde- investigating uh, the the, the crap. I left kind of early, right after breakfast, and like I hadn't. I just was wearing regular clothes. Like, leave him now. I'm like, oh, bummer. And he kind of like had it <laughs> on his pack. 
like the idea that you had just eaten breakfast. He just grabbed it from the blacksmith who had finished, you know, putting the morning insignias and stuff on there. It takes a few minutes to get the thing on. Like, we're flying away. It's like, oh, bummer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I think I'll put it on when I get in the basket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just re- re- reviewing that, uh, appreciating the workmanship and trying to trying to learn what we can from a pretty, pretty, pretty unique uh, item there. Hmm. Okay. okay. On the 12th hour... Once again, uh... Oh God, how long has the drumming been going? Grumbar says, Well, it's about time to take us down. And you see that you're already lowering, uh, uh, lowering down. Probably a couple hours from sunset. And... Okay, gets out her sword. And, uh, he says, Looks like we've got a good spot right down below. Big open field. He says, We Perfect. can set up camp there. Perfect for ambush. And, uh, <laughs> he's got... close to any cover? He's... Huh? Is there anywhere closer to any cover? He says, The air balloon goes where the air balloon wants. We can trek out to where we need to go once we land. Mm. He says, There's a... There's a... There's a bit of a... I see some uh, trees over there, if that's what you want. I thought you would like the open space after being down in that citadel for so long. It's more an issue of... Dwarves hate citadels. (laughs) He says, tactics? See, you're a riot. And uh, he takes it all the way down. If there is riot, I will put it down. It's a gentle landing. Uh, He's he's pulling these these ropes, which you can see is like letting, uh, it like opens a flap when he does so, and it lets hot air out of the top of the balloon as it's uh, coming down. And then he rotates the chimney at just the last second as hot air billows up in, even tosses a couple more pucks into the fire. And it, uh, the basket <laughs> slows its descent as he then rotates it at the last second and Who jumps out? very gentle. And he says, what a perfect day of flying. Perfect takeoff, perfect travel, perfect landing. Migos. 10 out of 10 for Bearjaw. Ah, uh, for Grumbar! Drink, 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 and Bearjaw! Drink, drink, oh my drink, god, I thought drink. that was intentional. <laughs> well, because Bearjaw's traveling with me. It's also 10 out of 10 for her. <laughs> 10 out of 10 for Bear Doe's behavior. She didn't break any of the rules. Nothing broken. <laughs> Just Greg's spirit. To be fair, Grumbar like wasn't even in the, the episodes for like two months. Yeah, it, it was fair yesterday time. This time you have no excuse. You had a whole week Migosh to that out. jumps out of the uh, jumps out of the basket. The weight ratio sends us going as <laughs> soon as he can. And <laughs> It looks like he's doing some kind of a prayer on the ground, like just, he's just kissing that. He's, yeah, he's just so he's happy to be back it. on on dry land, not dry land, solid, solid land. land, solid ground. Not I mean, who air. knows how solid it is, but it's also dry. It's more it solid than ground. the air. It's not dry at all. It's like the dead of winter. He does just care. snow everywhere. Kissing that snow, it's fine. Doesn't care. It's not flying. Berra kiss snow all the time. Oh yeah, it is snow. As so, how you tell. Yeah. Mm, it's cold. Kind of what, a, is what a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. uh, Crunch the Grumbar is, uh, gently upon the snow. Grumbar has already hopped out of the balloon and he's like pulling a, a whole bunch of ropes. He's got a bundle of like six ropes that he's pulled down and you see the balloon is rapidly collapsing and starting to fall down as Grumbar runs surprisingly quickly because his speed is 30. He's um, spry. And... Uh, Surprisingly quickly, and he grabs one rope that you see, like, loops up all the way to the very top of the balloon as he runs to the end, and he's guiding the balloon to, like, all land in one big line to the side uh, as he's pulling it down. And he says, you guys can start making camp. I got this. All right, Drustin, let's get your tent set up. Oh, yeah, Drustin. Um, 
loves that too. As we're walking you over, as we're walking over, uh, Migosh hands uh, Rika back. What kind? What article of clothing was it? Uh, it was a tunic and a pair of pretty and simple pants. It was it was the what she was wearing as they were spelunking through the Sunless uh, Citadel, which got like stabbed through and chewed through by death dogs. And she then did some mending herself, but as soon as they were like between adventures, she got herself a new pair of clothes. Uh, well, he hands it back. Uh, there, the thread choice you could tell it was just the odds and ends that were left in mm-hmm. his bag. But he says, in exchange for multicolored thread, I add lots of pockets on inside. <laughs> Just lots of pockets. Secret. <laughs> you have many pockets. Pockets. Thank Everybody you. likes pockets. I hear everyone what, like, po- what me gosh like pockets. Me gosh like pockets. Female dwarves not have enough pockets in clothes. <laughs> I fix. And sometimes pockets are too small. Sometimes pockets <laughs> no fit for. Why no big pockets Thank for you, women's clothes? This is very <laughs> nice work. There are Rico. shoulder pads in it now. Rico, what? welcome. <laughs> she folds it up, puts it in her pack. Good to have spare clothes. Lots of pockets. Mm. Always useful. Always. Poison, poison, poison. Antidote. <laughs> if she's a dwarf, they're all the same. <laughs> uh, which one you want to give someone else? <laughs> um, yeah, set up camp for the night. It's uh, snow, uh, so it, uh, you know, it's annoying cold, but your tents and bed rolls and stuff are designed for this. Um, set up camp. Sleep for the night. Yeah. One for zones. I would say, oh, yeah, uh, uh, Mock is probably at this point looking to get a little more information on uh, Legends of Karundrakar from, uh, from Drustin, who I'm sure has a thing or two more to say about that. Does he? Well, yes, he they does. are ruins! <laughs> like many ruins, they interest me. <laughs> but what more have you heard? I assume that they're sitting in his tent. Justin um, is the in first the tent. Unfortunately. Justin is the first tent to be set up. And uh, he, upon finishing setting it up while everyone else is also setting up camp, Justin immediately goes uh, inside it and zips it on up. It's cold. It's so it's mock like like he's going over to Drew's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the tent is a, a, a weird a weird space where it gets a lot of. He says, funny "Cousin, play, but... cousin." He says, "I, I, I find myself conflicted. I don't." He says, "I worry that what I have shared with you has already risked your life enough." <laughs> he says, "How can yeah. you risk my life much more?" <laughs> he says. You were the first people I confided in about my exile, and then a day later, some uh, assassins or kidnappers come to try to get me. He says, he says, he says, I do not like this. I but remember, nephew, they're not supposed to hurt us. So don't you worry about us, just worry about yourself. He says, I cannot help but worry about my family, (laughs) despite being, uh, despite being exiled for years. It still occupies my thoughts uh, on a daily basis. Cousin, we're going, and for many reasons. So, if that, you know more, more, help us, and we'll be more successful and be gone that much the quicker. Justin is one to 
He's a intellectual, uh, an intellectual man. Plus, he does love ruins and actually really wants to talk about them. He unzips his tent slowly, and you see that he's already got books laid out, oh my God, <laughs> maps, yeah. and drawings, and he invites Is the inside moth- of his tent equally sized the outside of the tent? Is there any magic at play in his dwelling? No, not in here. Not in this tent. He's not it that is in, He said it's an atlas on the inside, too. Yeah, yeah on the inside of the tent, you see, like, maps and drawings and stuff. Like, not just, like, he recently pinned up. Like, it's in the fabric itself. In the fabric itself. And he, uh... He says... He says, Okay. He says, Runes. Uh, it is your choice. Runes. I would tell you about these ruins! But you'll have to sit in my tent with and, me. Uh, oh, and Justin uh, goes on to explain uh, everything that he can find in his notes, which you immediately see is very scattered. Very. Like, Karundakar, those of you that are more. Um, those of you dwarves. Anyone who's not a dwarf has probably never heard of it. It's just not a legend that rings out enough to make it into the general. The general headspace yeah, of, yeah. of other cultures. But among the dwarves. If you're the kind that like like to listen in to uh, those sorts of things, it's 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 not anywhere on the par of something like Atlantis or something like well, that. Gondolgrim was extremely famous and very recently rediscovered and reclaimed, so that maybe created a little bit of a a, a new little more wave, fervor. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, for for these sorts of like about. old old uh, strongholds that fell, and maybe <laughs> we'll find Karundukar next. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the legend goes that Karundakar was uh, was built by uh, the dwarf. GM Interesting name, yeah. Well, there's a there's a fanfare you must always play before reciting the name. That um. parents were cruel. There is a there's an old dwarf old dwarf named Durgedin that. He was a master smith. In fact, Mach might be more well-studied in Durgedin than most. Um, a, a master smith who forged blades of surpassing quality and power. Um, but it was centuries ago that his, uh, his homeland was uh, sacked and, uh, by orcs and completely destroyed. But the legend tells that Durgedin escaped with, uh, with the remnants of his clan uh, to some unknown, you know, mystical location. And... Uh, and that he established a secret stronghold somewhere in the trackless wilderness where he was able to further hone his craft and, uh, uh, and, recluse, and arm, his, arm his people. Well, yeah, he basically became a recluse uh, to legendary to be, legends are to be believed, or became a recluse. An isolated um, clan. Because, uh, because he, was a, there was, he was a strong clan and the orcs, the orcs destroyed him and he worried... He, he presumably worried that those orcs that failed to finish him off would, would come after him if they knew where he was. And so, even to uh, dwarf kind, he was, uh, he was a recluse and, and no one knows any details about where or and if his, he even survived. This place that he set up is Karundrakar? And this, this stronghold that he built, the legend tells of, of Karundrakar. The legend continues that uh, Karundrakar was built and was... Uh, Comparably uh, prosperous for a period of time until it too fell, and uh, and Durgedin met his fate that he was meant to meet those uh, years before at the hands of orcs, and uh, the stronghold was uh, destroyed, and nobody knows um, 
where it is, or if it if it even was. And it Moxus. was destroyed by orcs. He had a, he had from and then and then and then Drusen flips through other books and he says, and this tome it tells uh, it tells a story of uh, Durgeddon waging a decades long vendetta against the orcs, striking against them in the cover of night and uh, raiding parties to the orcs' own homes. He says, he says, if they are to be believed, he was one of the greatest uh, blights to fall upon orc kind in uh, in all of dwarven history. The story is something that truly connects with Mox, and he sits smoking in this small enclosed space. Just kind of, it's just, it all just inspires him, and you kind of see a little bit of a of a glint in the eye, and you know whatever whatever moodiness and kind of clung from the uh, whatever the departure from uh, of Oakhurst um, is, is shaken and he really he he he, sp- he speaks to Justin with uh, kind of some some quickness in his voice and he says uh, cousin this this uh, speaks of true wealth and adventure I think you brought us to the right place he says I he says if you um, and he opens another book and lays it out and he like, says, love this one. he says, some stories tell. He says, in fact, it is one of the most common threads uh, told throughout that lying deep in the ruins of Karundakar are, uh, are these blades, these legendary blades that no smith uh, before or since has ever uh, come close to replicating his craftsmanship. If anyone can do that, it'll be Mark. Uh, a, a, a true challenge and something worth dedicating your life to. He says if we if we can even find a, a, a piece of one of these blades, a, a true treasure and something to to uh, something to to hold to. He says, I believe you will find that in the ruins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know how to get the dwarf excited again, Drusten. Uh, and, we're, and we're glad to be traveling together again. Uh, we'll keep you safe, one way or the other. I, I'm not letting you out of my sight, nephew. That's a good start. Mm. I can't believe you made tent. me play an extended juicing uh, conversation. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Rika sets up her sleeping uh, roll, her bed roll and everything, right outside of the door of the tent. You cannot get in or out of the tent without <laughs> stepping on or over Did you her. tell him? Or is he gonna go outside and like he try to pee tonight? He doesn't come out. And then he doesn't come out. Oh, he's, he's got a jar in there. He's got a jar. Possibly two jars. <laughs> uh, dwarves are mighty in all respects. Dwarves are gross. Yeah. There's at least two jars. Such <laughs> bladders. Least. Such bladders. He has another tent inside of his tent that he closes. So that <laughs> like a tent. Yeah, like a curtain. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He would. If anyone did. If anyone did. Trust me. He's not barbarian. I'm a barbarian. As am I. Sleeping outside is Indeed. Indeed. Um, I just called it sleeping. Do we consume rations here? Uh, Baron definitely pulled some rations from Bear Jaw's pack that he had stowed there many days. Bear Jaw just is like... Whenever you want. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, go ahead, Sam. Bear needs some of his ration. Oh. Yeah, should we, should we, should we, should we, Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, are we like, are we just keeping track of the time and then we'll like 
right size on rations? Or are we doing that a little bit narratively? I mean, what, what are we? The thoughts? idea of tracking rations was kind of in the period where affording uh, mm-hmm. rations was more significant. I kind of figured that uh, we can buy after your sweet. after your considerable earnings and your first major adventure together, like rations are such a Drop in the bucket. One consideration is that ten rations weighs twenty pounds, which is like half as much as your armor. Yeah, you got the you got the air balloon though, so it, it, it's um your ration is like a turkey. It's like, Grumbar. Yeah. One turkey. Grumbar has has <laughs> like saddlebags that all around the outside of the balloon on every side except where the delo- where the door is is large sacks and there's rations and you guys can put your own Wa- stuff like there's water. lashings to hook Bear up your da, own stuff. Bear takes a look at him and is like. Large water tubs. You should take those from tree. Mega. Oh yeah. Love and animals, etc. And Grumbar says. Oh, does he? Uh, or is it me saying it? Grumbar says yes, yes, of course. I just need to roll up the balloon first. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you don't up. do it now, you're going to forget. He says that only happened one time. It happened to all of my stuff. It was one time. He says, we drank a lot that night. As soon as Bearjaw turns around from this conversation, Migosh has made a snowball like the size of a dwarf, <laughs> the size of a dwarven torso and hurls it at her as hard as he can. Yes! <laughs> I will attempt to dodge this thing. It's a visual thing, yes. We uh, friends will be acrobatic. This is what friends do. Well, um, danger sense. I have an uncanny sense when things nearby aren't as they should be. Gives me an edge to dodge away from danger. I get advantage on dexterity saving throws against effects I can see. Oh, that's right. It would be a saving throw, not a skill check. Such as (laughs) giant-ass snowballs. Uh, All right. Advantage on your roll. Go for it. Let's see. What what do I need to to hit? Oh, yeah. Give give us an attack roll. I knew my danger sense would come in handy once. Uh, Yay! How is that so big? Huh? Green power, sorry. Oh, you never made a character. No, I'm having a good We're going. Spell uh, my strength is 17. Uh, uh, just yeah, it's an attack. Yeah. It's a plus four. It's a 15, so 15. 19. Wow, that's. Whoa, that thing's getting hit me in the face. Attacks usually go versus Daisy. Oh my god. What's your dexterity? Uh, it is a plus one, so What's that's a 19. What's your dexterity saving throw? You got oh, a specific area. Wait, throw? doesn't it have saving throws on here? No, I don't think so. Um, what's your dex score? Or is it always just your dex score? It's just my dex no, score. No, you have, you have proficiency. Score? 13. Okay, um, you have proficiency, but it's save plus two for barbarian. Yeah. For real? Yeah, if your dex is 13, it's... Save, so, save is interesting. On, on this, anyway, it has like the ability score that has the mod that has the saves next to it. Yeah, uh, on the printed out sheet. It doesn't have that sheet. on the printed out version. Can I like Damn you, paper! Sheet, oh, wait, no, it is a plus one for you. It is just a plus one. 13, okay. Sorry. Well, that's a 19. I, I, I want to back it off, though, and just say, I, I think Sam is right. If this is an attack roll, it's versus AC. If this is a uh, something, no, 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 no. I, I, I chose to do it as a, as a dexterity saving throw, and chose to do it as that because that way they both get to roll because it's a PvP thing and it's just for fun. I get that. I get that. Um, in that case, you meet, you meet it, which in an attack roll, if you meet, you hit, (laughs) and a saving throw, if you meet, you save. So we're gonna call this. A wait, complete wait, wait. How about we just roll the does it hit Bear John in the face or not? My new she yes, no die? Both hit yeah. yes, no die. Roll the yes, yes no die. Yes, no die. Nope. No. Barely misses. I thought it said yes or on. It's it's a, yes or on. Yes on die. Yes on die. Very good. hit her on the face. 
Cast on the face. Uh, barely. Barely missed the fair job. Migosh uh, meant to miss. Migosh would not want to hit friend. Well, well obviously she's going to retaliate. We can take this as an, as an invitation to start fighting people. So, <laughs> since he attacked Bearjaw, she's attacking him. She goes in for the tackle. Do you want to like broaden this, broaden this move here? She so, rolls a one. Oh. Drink, drink. Just call. <laughs> This is harder than a character. This is face. a snow brawl. This is a snow brawl, snow. guys. No, face against his like leg. Oh, and his leg. Oh. Well, yeah, you backwards. win. It's a snow brawl. Boom. Yeah. I like try to tackle him by like hitting right okay. behind the knee, okay. but that's it just doesn't move, and it's like running into a wall. Oh, and she just like brushes herself off. And okay. That's one for me. Wow. Gosh, that's one for me. You really are very big. Oh, Rika. Aaron you hit been, like uh, dwarf. Setting up a camp, laid out his, you know, his sleeping roll, and built a little fire. He was slowly building, and all this tussling just blows like a, 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 sla- a smattering snow onto his fledgling fire, and it just goes out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Knock it off, eh, there! No more opposing! Go! Take it away from the fire! What is this? <laughs> An old the guy. Get <laughs> off my If I was here to die, this would go differently. I wouldn't use such polite language with you. <laughs> she sticks her tongue at him. He's <laughs> irritated. He casts a giant fire spell, just totally needlessly, just burns the whole like, like, rewrites the, the fire. Ashes now. Just Migosh is not the sharpest tool in the shed, and he can see what he has started here, and everybody's starting to turn on Migosh. And Migosh says, "Okay, okay, game over." Migosh hungry. Migosh go eat now. <laughs> Truce! <laughs> and then we get attacked! No. <laughs> By Snurf Devlins! Roll initiative. <laughs> Sneak attack! You were busy having a snowball fight. <laughs> you idiots! Uh, the night passes without an incident. And, uh... Self-inflicted. Self-inflicted. Does trip over Rebecca. And, uh... Who's the earliest wake... Who's the earliest to wake here? Typically not drinkers. Um... Not Does Bearjaw wake first? Nope. I like the yes-no dime. Who would wake first? Usually it's the elves, man. They never sleep. I think Grumbar, actually. I think Grumbar wakes first. Well, yeah. Yes, but I'm not explaining what Grumbar sees. Uh, everyone's really, Ricka. really close. Ricka. Okay. Ricka does. And uh, as Ricka awakes, peeks her head out of her tent, which is like oh, touching. She's not in the tent. She's, tent. she's like laying in front of his door. Oh, oh, okay. She's not in a tent. She's just like the guard dog outside of his tent. Ricka's sleeping. As she, uh, as she blinks awake, she sees Grumbar already. The balloon is laid out long, spread out on the ground uh, as Grumbar is like tying ropes and untying other ropes and you can see uh the the like solitary tree that's nearby you guys ended up sleeping in the plains after all the solitary tree nearby there are multiple uh ration bags that were uh that were hoisted the bear bags uh, hoisted up high in the trees i cannot reach them they are too high he's lowering them down and he uh, uh, he's saddling them up on the basket, and uh, you see that Grumbar, he might have been up for an hour or something by now. 
Mm. I mean, I imagine the balloon is like, preparations are underway. Mm. Yep, preparations are ready. So by the time the rest of you awake... Yeah, I am awake enough. Grumbar, Grumbar says, We're ready to go as soon as you all are. Eat your breakfast. Stretch those legs. Wait. As you are breaking down camp, uh, those with keen ears hear uh, a couple... A couple horses. Christian uh, says, "Horses? No horses." Unsheathes her, gets her halberd ready. Wait, uh, wait. Trotting, trotting down the path, they sound. Uh, there uh, in his long johns, exhausted. <laughs> they sound. Uh, What's going on, man? <laughs> strained breathing from uh, from some horses. And uh, all the horses and, and yeah, yeah, they're strained breathing from horses and some coughing from a half elf. Um, <laughs> ah, is that? Ah. And uh, and upride uh, the half elf brothers. Do the horses uh, do cool like? Do they rear up in the distance? I think the, I think the horse inherits the coolness of the rider, oh, so no, maybe so oil veins does. <laughs> Scrimcorns coughs up some horse phlegm. Oil, ve- um, <laughs> oil veins horse keeps going in a circle Sir? because he only he keeps pulling. Yeah. His blood. <laughs> so he it takes him a little bit longer to like catch. It's not an I can only, oh, yeah. only oh, turn yeah. left. No zigzag. No. No zigzag. No. The horses. Uh, look oh, haggard. Scrimcorn <laughs> looks <laughs> even more haggard. He has some cuts and some bruises. Oh, um, yeah, bad day. Maybe some old vomit on him. Uh, uh, Covered he, by fresh vomit. <laughs> <laughs> layers of layers of vomit. Um, and uh, it looks like uh, he was not in a in a great position before he immediately left where they were before. Um, the horses look like they are barely standing and have ridden through the night and will likely collapse wherever they are dismounted here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and Scrimcorn kind of gives a hand up and... <clears throat> hey, it's Scrimcorn! Uh, Oilvin, I think. And, uh, <laughs> and says... <clears throat> Hey, welcome back! That will be more Rumbar. than gold per passenger. Uh, five gold per person per day. He he already <laughs> has his pouch out, knowing that Grumbar is a businessman first and a turtle second. Um, <laughs> and uh, and says, Glad we, glad we caught you. We had a, heard you'd be heading up this direction. Glad you weren't over thicker foliage. When you made camp, you know this field is really exposed in case you were attacked. That's what I said. Seems just ripe for an ambush. Is tent first. It's not like you're on the run from Dwergar assassins or anything. Or Snorfnablins. Or Snorfnablins either. Grimcorn, what are you doing here? I figured I'd figure I'd join up for a little longer. Sounds like I'm intended to, uh, for whatever reason, follow around this great behemoth. Not that one, and we haven't. <laughs> Everyone met. turns to look at We haven't met. 
The uh, what color? Me gosh! And he holds out an arm. Green, to you. green. Um, Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, scrim, people don't usually extend a hand to Scrimcorn, so he's a bit taken aback. But uh, does Scrimcorn sir, spit in his hand? No, 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 no. He doesn't go deeper. He doesn't go deeper into the scrim. But uh, usually, the the neutral level of scrim is enough to keep people away. So he uh, he he shakes the hand, and says Scrimcorn. Migosh grabs Scrimcorn's arm, and as he learned from typical custom in these parts, smashed him on the ground and then picked him up and said, Migosh, please to meet Scrimcorn. Scrimcorn. Oh, sorry, Scrimcorn. Bearjaw taught him that yesterday. Brushes, him, brushes the snow off him and says, Oh, yeah, then. Yeah, Bearjaw. Just, just broke a rib. Have some... Uh, 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 <laughs> have some... Cultural differences. Oil, oil vein laughs, and then he uh, move, moves as if to shake your hand too. But he gives you a stub. He only has, he only has one arm, so he kind of just does this. So, he wiggles his. He arm. wiggles his. So he got, so so, so Migosh kind of holds out his elbow and wiggles it too, and says, and, "Migosh, nice to meet you." So offensive. So offensive. <laughs> Customs in these parts are strange. I love that Migosh just does every effort to try he's to meet so hard to He's really trying. Like it's he's a not. It is not disrespectful. Anything he's. It is not intentionally disrespectful yeah. anything that he's doing. <laughs> what what color is Bearjaw again? Is Bearjaw kind of, kind of gray blue or yeah, more like a kind of mottled. a mottled. Well, old, the, you have lines. Calico. You have like a dark Calico. Not like quite like um there's a there's a condition that's kind of like that. Like pale with like gray um, splotches I think, thought I remember. Think it was of it more like Ted. Like uh kind of a dusky gray and then with like dark lines all over the Zebra head. No, more up. like, mm, like marble. Like tiger. Like, like <laughs> lines that look like they should be tattoos. They're not quite. Um, they're not quite like straight lines, like, like, like tiger stripes, but like they curve and they like move. Hawaiian, like Polynesian. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Striations. Uh, yeah, you can think of them like that. <laughs> so um, but yeah, tri- so so tri- like. Tattoo, yeah, but they're definitely natural. They don't. They don't look like someone put those on. And Scrimcorn says, "I'm nice to meet you, Migosh." And turning to the to the group, he says, "I'm intended to accompany this great striped behemoth wherever she is planning on going, which, as I understand it, is somewhere north." To glory and violence. To glory and violence. (laughs) You hear? That is where I always go. You hear uh, an outcry as Mop goes, God damn it, my breakfast! And he finds the already this early in the day empty jug that was once again selected as ale, already already gone by this hour, sitting empty next to Ted. <laughs> damn um, you, Ted! Who is still passing Wait, out. Ted's here? Which draws Scrimcorn's attention to, to Ted. <laughs> also, well, Ted, Ted is here! Ted is, uh, uh, well, first of all, Oilvein says uh, to Scrimcorn, well, I was totally fucking worth it. I mean, I just got to go camping with my brother. We got to go do all this awesome stuff. We stole some horses. I just, like, you know, I, mean, I don't even remember we got these horses. That smoke got me all kind of fucked up in <laughs> mental, but oh. And then you hear, like, this stream of water sound, and then you see Ted only wearing his boots peeing in the tree. <laughs> 
least and he's then wearing boots. The one tree. The one tree. <laughs> and then I'm almost right done, next guys. to camp. Right next to camp. Yeah, right. next to camp. And then the oil van goes, Daddy? Daddy? Oh, God. He said, Daddy. This is going to be awkward. Said, I suggest Fosa. we all get More in the balloon. But... Fosa! You hear, that's what oil van says. But uh, Ted just keeps peeing on the tree. Scrimcorn just oh, kind of like takes like a like lets out like another cough but it's kind of that like when someone's had a cold for a long time and they're just like <laughs> <laughs> seeing seeing Ted and uh and kind of just motions and says alright you're late where'd you find this asshole he found us well me <laughs> he came with the big one well I mean there's big and then there's Big, I guess. Wow. You are a very big tube. That's, <laughs> that's just great. Oil vein Grumbar vein steps vein. forward and says, Is that your dad? They told me that that was your dad. I can't believe you came <laughs> back. This is so exciting. What are you going to say to him? Is there a turtle that doesn't have parents because they left him two hours after he was hatched? He says, I love the family dynamics of all the He's other so races. novel. Oil Vane is already running towards Ted at this point. He's still Papa. He says, oh, he loves him. So then he goes, Oil Vane goes to run. He goes, he reaches Ted and he hugs him, despite naked the fact that Ted is naked. From the and bu- still peeing. And still peeing. And then <laughs> Ted is like... loses everywhere. Ted is like... <laughs> Just like yellow, yellow snow everywhere. The fuck is... <laughs> <laughs> As he's being hugged from behind by Oil Vane, with one arm. A one-armed hug. One-armed hug. It's more of a... Dad, it's, like it's me! Of it's me, Dad! Yeah, I know you were looking for me. So then, oil, uh, and that oil vein is like, "Oh, it's me, Dad! It's me!" And uh, <laughs> Ted is like, "What the hell?" So Ted turns around, and then he sees oil vein. Who the fuck are you? Oh, I thought I'd recognize that weird ass. Because like oil vein has the have. weird like the accent and like the weird uh, skin mm-hmm. thing that like with the yeah. blood and that. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, it's you! I remember you." <laughs> the hell are you You're doing here? Kid. <laughs> Grumbar is sitting there. He's the freak. Grumbar is sitting in the snow. He has a canvas bag full of peanuts. Oh my god, it's Meepo all over again. And he is eating them as he is eyes wide watching. Give me some oil vein and Ted's. I have not eaten bread. And he pours out some peanuts for Grumbar. Or for Fire Jaw! You got a little left there. Jeez, I think you're. I gotta catch up to you. Are you thirsty? Is that why? Uh, he's the one that driving. He just that. clearly needs an excuse. I said Grumbar correctly. There's another old Rasputin that's already been open. Grumbar incorrectly. And then you did it again. Keep going. Keep going. Rass. Yeah, uh, Ted says, uh, yeah, I uh, didn't think I'd ever uh, see you again. Uh, I'm a thinker. <laughs> How's your mom doing? Uh, <laughs> Is she still bangable? <laughs> uh, like, as Ted says, how's your mom doing? He's already walking towards the group. So he kind of says that, but he's not even, like, paying attention to That's the answer. That's the thing I love about elves. I get older and they he stay the same. How, 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 yes, 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 yes. Let's keep, let's keep it a little bit in the storytelling. 
Swim corn? Swim corn is uh, just just I mean, looking irritated, got his arms crossed, and uh, and he's he he does not look like he's he is clearly not interested in engaging Ted like a little Jesus. But he's also not interrupting, saying like, "Ah, oh, get away!" He's not chasing him away, but he's just like, "This is just fucking fantastic." Doesn't even walk towards him, and no. Ted doesn't react. He to doesn't him react either. to him uh, at this point. He doesn't react to him, and he says, uh, "Why didn't you guys mention that my son was in this group?" We did, you idiot! Yeah, I told you like five times. Oil vein and scrim corn. Yeah. The conversation came up like four times on the balloon yesterday. Yeah. I, was to- I don't even know what you guys were talking about. I was out of context. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I really wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you could have said something about it. I was just, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm really glad. Uh, I'm really glad after uh, all this time to see my son Oil Vane. And, um, and uh, the hell's a scrim corn? I'm gonna use it was out of context. Yeah. yeah. In the next week in my personal it's a life. Great, it's a great sound bite. Oh, yeah, you said that, but it was out of context. Um, okay, let's, let's, let's all publicly acknowledge Sam's joke about they keep staying the same age in the context of elves. Sam sat there I laughing believe, his own joke for two minutes. I believe that's a movie line potentially deserving of an inspiration. Uh, you yeah. get inspiration, Baron. Yes. <laughs> you turned Crimson. <laughs> that, your ears were pretty good. Red is your dice bag. I think Sam was, Sam was waiting for that line of this entire campaign. Yeah. Can you Eventually. name the movie from which you took that quote, though? Lord of the Rings. Time at Ridgemont High? No, it is Daisy no, Confused. Daisy Confused, that's right. Yeah. And that's mine. Think Lord of the Rings is correct. Matthew McConaughey is Daisy Confused. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen said that in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he also said that. That was a throwback. Today's he he said, Welcome to Rivendell. This is why I like elves. <laughs> this is why I like elves. In the extended version. <laughs> there was, it turns out there was just a lot of pop culture references. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of references. <laughs> extended edition had all kinds of scenes. Oh, it did. Mm. Right. Mm. Right. Mark does a and, and <clears throat> clap him on the back. There was some mutual respect to his game, and he says, uh, welcome back, Scrim, but uh, you, you really hit the door quickly last time. What's, uh, what's brought you back so, uh, uh, a day later? Roy says, poor timing. Wished I had found out just a few hours earlier, maybe could have not ridden these two horses to death. As you look over, you see the two horses are literally collapsed and no longer breathing. Oi, they're gonna die. Sustained by magic thus far. <laughs> good berries. Well, we know that you know you good berries. Good berries. You know your birds and beasts very well. Scream crisis. The witches, uh, satisfied with the Hukraley job, want me to keep an eye on Bearjaw. <coughs> What? What? He looks what? over. What? Is Bearjaw over what? here? He glances over at, uh, at Bearjaw and says, Cool. He says, That's a strange request. Bearjaw seems to be maybe the most capable of taking care of himself of this whole lot. 
You're quite the person of interest these days, aren't you, Bear Jaw? I mean, I'm very interesting. I mean, I. <laughs> the most interesting <laughs> Goliath in the world. How many have you met? Stormcorn says. <clears throat> we are all Honestly, quite interesting. <laughs> I wouldn't be thrilled to hear the witches had an interest in my well-being. The last person I was asked <coughs> to look after had her daughter kidnapped by a vampire tree. It sounds like you're not. And headed to after and headed to to uh, Waterdeep, hoping to find some cure for her sh- surely doomed daughter. Oh, that turned okay. out well. Huh? Wasn't well, that nice for them? Yeah, uh, you know she got one of her kids. Then Bruffer didn't make it. He he went full tree. So full tree. That makes the sword pretty straightforward to keep. Then yes, uh, yes, we sorted that. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. Oh yeah, <coughs> good for you. Makes sense. for me is good for all people. Yeah. Well. uh... Okay, so... I guess if you need anything, you, you let me know. and to you, my new friend. And well, I guess we'll be seeing each other for a while. This is kind of a arbitrary time frame, so... Okay. Maybe until you die, I don't know. Okay, well, if I die, you are not doing a very good job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's occurred to me. Do your orders usually just have a sort of open-ended time frame? He says, because if it were me, I would not take a job that said I would like to fly in your air balloon with no destination or no sort of plan at all. I mean, actually, maybe I would if they continued to pay every day. That would actually be kind of great. I wouldn't have to find new contracts. Well, this is good news for you after all. Mark says, oi, that's a good point, Grumbar. What are you getting out of this job, Scrim? (sighs) That wasn't my point, I don't think. Grumbar wanders off to go fill up the air balloon. Am I wiser than I thought? One says, Even wiser? Witches tell me where to go. I head there, not ask any questions. So you are a servant? Certainly. Okay. And right now they want me to... And my my servant duties have me keeping an eye on you. Making sure you don't get your head lopped off or whatever you're interested in doing. You must be very devout. Loyal. I'd I'd stick with devout. Sounds more like a religion with a lot of praying and fear of a Moradin brimstone afterlife or whatever dwarves are motivated by. Uh, It is the wrong sort of warning. These kind of weird hedge religions are... uh, that's not quite how they do it. It's more of a tradition and uh... Seems like a god to me. But not so much devout. It's, that, 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 that is, I agree, it's not quite the right word. I don't see how he comes into it. He is more like swamp. You hear as Grumbar tromps back through the uh, through the snow and says, I saw a holy war start by a conversation like this one time. <laughs> oh my god. Shit. Holy war? Heavy. What? What? Okay. I'm sure the three witches have their domain, and I 
I don't know enough about them to say what their intentions are, but Scrimmage Foreign seems like a nice enough fellow. I'm sure they're fine. And who as well? Grumbar wipes his brow and he says, Good, because you were all paying customers. I didn't want you to kill each other. I'm not here to recruit followers or torch disbelievers. Yes, that's very unusual in my experience. (laughs) How many times have you been threatened? Most followers of all sorts of deities across this land and the many others I've been in they really care about their thing. Aye, Paylor, the gnomes and the paladin, he's been known to do it a few times. Sun god and all that, burning the unbelievers, it, it, it's happened. He says, oh yes, yeah, so much Sun smiting. Burning. He says, oh, a balloon. And he runs back over to his balloon. <laughs> well, As it slowly lifts off the ground. I, I'm certainly no authority, but disbelievers I don't think are on their radar, but any kind of sacrilege or offense I think usually ends up meeting some kind of unfortunate accident. They don't like walls. Sacrilege or offense. Or it's pick. a bit petty. You'd have to keep I don't know, tabs on everyone all the time. I mean There are three of them. Has Moradin been petty in all of his history as a deity to your people? Oh, I'm sure he has been from time to time. <laughs> I mean, poor mummies. Scrimcorn, sick bird. <laughs> so weird. Swish. Scrim swish. Scrim swish. Mark says, I scrim, but like I said before, what do you get out of this uh, servitude to your, to your, to these witches? <clears throat> Did they do a solid one time back or? He's like. Where's the coin? I don't see the transaction. Yeah, actually, actually, Scrimborn says, I'm not being paid. He says, aye, you gave me your coin from the last job, but that doesn't mean there's no benefit. Well, for that, my expenses are pretty scrim, as they say, (laughs) Oakhurst. Keeping it scrim. I keep, says, I we keep, could all I'm, learn something by keeping it a little scrim sometimes. <laughs> That's, so That's a phrase? It is now. It's it's not, it sounds, sounds good to me. He will not stop saying it now for the rest of the trip. Uh, loyalty. <laughs> That's just my... It makes no demands. That's... Wait. Loyalty makes no demands. Oh, I... Like, I don't make... Yeah, you don't make no, no. I don't the make loyalty demands. that you speak. <laughs> right. Is, it does not translate into loyalty. You know, you're, I'm here for you. You're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> I am beginning to like this arrangement more and more. Nailed it. Box says, Beautiful. Couldn't say it better myself. Well, well welcome back, Scrim. Uh, for whatever reason, whatever the price. Uh, and he, he tosses you the carved corn that he made back in Oakhurst. Well, that he was just, yeah, you know, corn adding, adding a little, a little filigree to it's scrim corn. a little scrim corn, you might say. And uh, he says, "Made you this when I was bored. Thought you might show back up." He previously uh, <laughs> did not was was utterly unimpressed by your elaborate craftsmanship of some metalwork or stonework. I think it was, I think it was metalwork. Basically, all he's trained in gemwork, stonework. And smithing. Like I think you was you had done some like, weapon crafting. Yeah. Exactly. And he was unimpressed. He takes this and uh, and it. and puts it in his notably least moldy pouch. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. 
This was That's like, for my nice stuff. What a sign of respect. <laughs> a dried ear of corn that you, like, whittled? Yeah, he was whittling yeah. that when Baron rolled up on okay. him. Having mm-hmm. some sad time. Did you write Scrim on it? He did not write Scrim. He just literally made Scrimshaw on a piece of corn. <laughs> I like it. Scrim corn. It's dwarven runic. You know, again, it's, uh, yeah. It's a it's scrim corn for scrim corn. Uh-huh. It's exactly yeah, that. Once was a man from scrim. <laughs> layers, layers. The group is uh, interrupted. Look in, the Look in the mirror. The group is interrupted by another uh, stream of water. And uh, <laughs> or, uh, Ted is just facing, he's still standing among the group, but he's just Why facing the other direction. Peeing? He's peeing again. And you hear whistling. Still or The again? man has a bladder the size uh, he, of pee. He's peeing again. He's not. Oh. He hasn't been peeing this whole time. He just he started peeing again. European. He's European when he's in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, he uh, So he's peeing, and then he just kind of, you hear him kind of finish up, and he goes, uh, yeah, yeah, so you're uh, that whatever Scrimcorn is. And he kind of gestures towards Scrimcorn. He goes, uh, yeah, there's something familiar. There's something familiar about you. Did I fuck you up? Uh, where are you? Whereabouts are Where you from? Rika is just like her jaw is dropped. She's just like. And then he says, "By the way, I haven't been listening to anything you said because I was too busy peeing." Before we say this, can you start over? The air balloon is just about fully inflated by about now. Where are you from? From the mirror of dead men. What a fucking hellhole! Glad I got out of there. Ah, yeah. What a hellhole! Ah, yeah, that place... that place and everyone in it. That place fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Oil Vein says, uh, Dad, that's my brother. He's one of yours. <laughs> and then Ted goes, uh, I don't see it. Oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, if you are one of mine, uh, yeah, uh, I remember I, when I got out of there, I didn't have enough money to pay for two tickets on the carriage, so I just uh, I just bought one for myself and left you to do the whole growing up thing by yourself. That looked like you did pretty well, right? This is going to be a long air balloon ride. About that. And he just, like, he kind of gets that sense of like, okay, uh... Yeah, Scrimport doesn't take the conversation anywhere. He does not assist in... In the awkwardness. Yeah, like, that in, in reducing the tension. Like, he just... Buck is sitting there, like, looking at this and, like, getting more and more of a grimace. Like, again, family, clan. Like, Rick is right like, there. Yeah. It, it, it's, like, so core to who they are. And he's just <laughs> like... Like, I should clearly whoop Ted's ass right fucking now. And then he just looks like a, cor- a scrim who's like... Obviously, he can handle himself, and he's like, You should whip Ted's ass, like, right now. And it's just like a little bit back and forth, and he's just like so gruff and just like fucking leaves in a bad mood because clearly it's not good to get involved right now. <laughs> Ricka is also but it's just, so foreign. Ricka is staring disgusted at Ted. <laughs> just fully disgusted. Bear dressed like trying to make eyes with Scrimcorn, like. Scrimcorn, see the eyes, and just. As if to say. <laughs> Ted's still trying to nod his head, going eh, eh, to Scrimcorn, looking for, valid- for validation. For validation, but he's not getting like, it, so he's like, dad. and he tries to maybe look around and like meets the glares yeah. of the dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> so then, like, uh, he's trying to yeah. So then he turns to to Oilvane. He's like, well, I'm glad to uh, be reunited. And uh, Oilvane's like, yeah, Dad, he's just so fucking awesome. And then they kind of go off a little bit to the side. 
and naked. Uh, naked as he is. Ted is still naked. Oil yeah. Vane's, oh my God. Oil Vane's just like looking the man in the face. He's like, oh, this is my it's dad. Like, yeah, this is so fucking awesome. Related. And then uh, Ted kind of relieved to like at least kind of move away from the conversation. This is like, uh, hey, uh, Oil Vane, uh, you, uh, can I borrow some money? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, and like, uh, Oil Vane's like, oh, yeah, sure, Dad. I've got a ton of it. I've got gobs of money. We, oh. we made so much gold on this last adventure that we did. These people are awesome. It's like, ah, uh, and then so he pull, he pulls out the little pouch that he shows with all this gold in it, and he shows it to, he shows it to Ted, and then you that see Ted's Ted's face kind of brightens up, and then Oil Vane's like, <laughs> sees his face and he's like, Ted, oh, Dad, 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 I. Oh, I can tell from your face that you're so proud of me. Yeah, we made so much money. And then, like, Ted is like, Oh, well, so uh, proud, son. That's, uh, that's pretty amazing. I'm, I am really proud of you. Uh, that's a lot of money to be... You keep that all that in that pouch all the time with you? And then, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Ted's like, uh, Well, you know, I used to be a banker. You know, so I'm pretty good at... Uh, you know, the taking care of some money. <laughs> How about I hold on to that for you? And then Oil Vane is like, Thanks, Papa. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, Dad. That sounds great. <laughs> so he kind of slowly handles, like, hands over the pouch. Oh, my and then, God, um, no. So, like, yeah, I'll take, yeah, just let me know whenever you want to make a withdrawal, and I'll take care of this for you. And it's like, uh, all right, Dad, oh that God. sounds great. I'm really glad that, you know, you've been a bank, uh, you can take care of my money. And so that, then Ted just smiles. He smiles. <laughs> Migosh, watch this transaction from afar, and you hear faintly, Ted, so oh Migosh, money for last trip. <laughs> Ted just goes like this, puts his thumbs up over, without looking at Migosh, just puts his thumbs up. And then, like, pats Don't oil vein on, oil vein on the back. <laughs> lesson you have to learn on your own. Yeah. Just so heartbreaking. Oh. <laughs> just hard. <laughs> yeah, everyone just feels oh, bad. Everyone just feels so bad about themselves. Dun, dun, dun. Dead beat. Not just a dead beat, like, oh, God. Not his face. Oi! He's naked. The server's giving me trouble. <laughs> Give me a hand. Oi. <laughs> Baron is in his boots and his long johns struggling to put on this weird new armor he's acquired. Yeah. Uh, in the snow. Suited up. Are you wearing the armor when we're trying? Is everyone <laughs> who is heavy armored wearing their armor just while we're in the air balloon traveling? It's new armor! Everybody. I got to get it broken in! Everybody who's a. That's actually <laughs> totally fair, true. I'm not gonna do it right when now. I'm gonna be sitting in a chair for eight or twelve hours. And like. Playing, just, playing a little bit off the mechanic here, blending the mechanic and the story. Like the dwarves are so comfortable in the heavy armor that That's it doesn't true. affect their movement like other races, so they just get used to it a little bit. Mm, That's a good point. And, and they uh, acclimate. Yeah, and so yeah, likewise, Mach suits up, and uh, you know, again, not not so much to be like that he expects to be jumped, but it's just like the easiest way to carry it. What throw it in his pack? Give it to Bearjaw? It's a little too close to home. And then the if it were like, like important to get it on in a fight, you. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, it, it, it just again for him the 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 inconvenience of having it is, is is small compared to kind of like the hassle and the risks and just like honestly the identity of like you feel. Berta respects that fully. She doesn't wear armor like you do, yeah. but she respects that mentality. Yuka yeah. does not wear armor either, but she makes sure that Justin is wearing his. She's babying him. She's babying either. him. That will only make him weaker. 
He's he is her little baby nephew. He's going to lived alone for fifteen years. He's going to continue. He was alone for fifteen years. Down the path of destruction. Uh, that is where he will end. Where's people Paul keep putting right. armor on him and, and coddling him. It's going to end poorly. I'm just saying. Grumbar. <laughs> I am just saying. Well said. No one Says. asked me, but I am just saying. <laughs> all right, it's about time to get taken off. And he looks over all the tents that are pretty much all collapsed down and uh, and ready to go. <laughs> Green gods. <laughs> and Grumbar says, "Okay." He says, "Let's load up. Daylight's burning." Daylight's burning. Love to roll again. You want to roll for the airship? The Daemon. You want to roll my new die? Uh, I'll roll whatever die is available to me. I mean, look at that thing. It's so cool. It's not a D100. (coughs) This roll is not a D100, but you can still use it. Yeah, I will. uh, But this is not. I'm rolling still rolling 2D10, right? It's 2D10. Yeah, Uh, that is a single 2D10, is the idea. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, That's okay. Which one is the 10 points? Yeah. The big one. So they're adding together. Not great. Adding together. Uh, uh, Not not terrible. So, no. This is. It's Hmm. 2D10. It's 1 and 6. Yeah. Oh, so four. So we, we don't not make good. it. We, well, that's pretty bad. Okay. We don't survive what, what's, what's the result <laughs> of the 2d10? 2d10 is seven. Minus 12. Right. Plus four. Exactly. Minus one. What's that total result? Minus one. Yeah. Minus one. Yeah. So... As uh, oh as you guys all get in the... As you guys all get in the basket... As you guys all get in the basket... Grumbar, uh, you see Grumbar like doing some. He's got an instrument, uh, some sort of uh, let's see, what would it look like uh, a thing a made windometer. of. A I, I want him to have a yeah, and a a wind vane, a, a aliometer. I can't remember the name of a wind speed sensor. It's a, a windsock. Mm, I have one. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, a windsock. Yeah, a windsock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a little. He has a little handheld windsock, no. like a, a very, very, very light fabric, no. like a silk. A gossamer. Uh, uh, in a tube Gosh. on the end of just a little stick. And you saw him using it the previous day. And he holds it up and he says, "Hmm, not so great today." He says, "Let's try to lift off." And he says, "Never know what the higher altitudes hold." And he uh, lifts you guys up and. You go way up and you start losing, like you start moving the opposite direction, and and, and this is a long process because you guys are seeing not much progress being made. And right. Grumbar raises up, goes way up high, and starts getting frigid, like super, super cold at these high altitudes. He sends up, and he says, "Can't go any higher than that." And if anyone like approaches uh, Grumbar, he's very distracted. He's like. Ugh. And he's like he's putting more of these uh, these patties in the uh, in the fire and he's rotating it. Bear Joe is probably the only one that's like very familiar with this whole process. Uh, it seems frazzled. Who is in the? Is everyone in the basket now? Yeah, everyone yeah, must be. All, yeah, everyone is in the basket. Okay. It's yeah. now today, it especially compared zoo. to yesterday. It's a zoo. Is very very cozy. There is like it's a zoo if someone wanted to lay down and sleep with scrimcorn and oil, they might want to do. Yeah, I think scrimcorn collapsed. He fell asleep. Like, like you guys are having to like like stand over him. But he doesn't mind. No. <laughs> he doesn't That's clear. Keep it Keep it in mind seeing the ballpark. <laughs> We're all in the same ballpark, ball guys. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
Yeah, he's moving up and down, and you guys see that, like, you start to go the opposite direction you're supposed to go, and if anyone says, hey, aren't we supposed to, he says, I got it, I got it, and shut up. He says that, but he doesn't actually express a lot of frustration. This is, he's, this is a normal friend, so he says, I got it, I got it. Sometimes the winds go one way, sometimes they go the other way. And uh, uh, after several hours of this, and it's like scratching distance, moving forward and backward, forward and backwards, the air balloon, you see it coming like really close to the ground. And if anyone questions, he says, it's time to land. How violently are we like switching directions with this? Not violently. Like it's, it's fairly no subtle. You gotta wait out. like another half hour to be like, have we made any distance? Like it's hard to tell. So it's not like the, the, the basket's not rocking. No, no, it's not rocking you at you all. It's, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty like, uh, it's pretty slow, like peaceful movement. Like okay. for the most part, it's just been like going way up high and watching this. Like seeing the sights and then coming lower and up high and lower and up high and like mostly staying in the same place. Grumbar, uh, despite the wind mostly moving in the opposite direction, Grumbar has like kept it pretty close to where you are and finally it sets it back and you see it lands on the ground slightly rougher than yesterday and he says, Well, sometimes the wind is at our backs and sometimes it's not. And Grumbar opens up the door and he says, Let's make camp! <laughs> Like, Grumbar's not even bothered. Like, are we two gold pieces for that? <laughs> yep. Are we zero progress yeah. from that? So we oh, just wow. landed in the same camp. Yes. Yes, at the exact same place. Damn. Really? I like, thought this was, like, the best way to travel or something. Uh, like I already say, air balloon is the best way to travel, so long as you don't want to get there in a hurry. How much does the air balloon weigh? <laughs> I mean... The air balloon, the balloon. I feel really bad for those horses now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty of time for them to survive. We we definitely could have paced ourselves. Like, if we had gone zero the first day and 87 the second day, you guys would literally just walk back to Oakhurst and got on. Order of operations. Yeah. Well, their blood is on his hands. Well, uh. Fun's it not! It weighs about 1,500 pounds. Mm, just a little bit too heavy. I can probably lift about 500. You wanna, you wanna me carry check. this balloon with me for a while? I mean, uh, Bear does a little pissed off that we made zero progress for that whoa. much cramps. Well, Bear, Bear Jaw's like been on his balloon like a million pounds. times. Uh, you could also just that grab it. That doesn't mean she's not pissed off. It's up in the air. It's not like you're carrying it. You could just grab it oh. and just tow it. Oh. Hmm. I mean, I like, slightly smarter. Grumbar has like is already <laughs> no way. He's grabbing the he's grabbing the cord, he's pulling it all the way back down to the ground again like he did yesterday. We have Migosh and Bear Drop pulling the balloon. Like it probably makes sense. Migosh not pack mule. I'm not gonna let Migosh have feelings too. Here goes guys move the Oh my gosh, Paul! Mush! <laughs> Grumbar looks to Ted and says, That's not how these balloons work. He says, Sometimes the wind is just not blowing in the right direction. It's winter. Winter is the worst time the to fly in a balloon. Like he says, But hey, look, yesterday we traveled, what, 80 miles or so? He like looks around at landmarks and he says, I think so, based on my estimations. He says, He says, Anyone on a horse or on foot would be not even where we are today, even after two but days of travel. But if they were on a horse today, they would be way further Except for Scrimcorn, but he killed his horse. <laughs> Don't make this about Scrimcorn. The horse died. 
And then the camera cuts the to the horses. unknown. <laughs> yeah, the horses are like currently like frozen and dead in the snow. With their tongues sticking. I wouldn't even eat that meat based on the amount of magical energy pumped into that thing. Bloods and good belly full of good berries. <laughs> 100% good berry. Like 51% undead by the time they ate it. 100% fatal. Yeah, those good berries are super poisonous in the long run. Yeah. Whoops. Short <laughs> sure, your life by like a week per berry. I mean, Organ failure just a year down the road. As for berries, he's lived a soldier's life for a long time, and there's two things that you know about a soldier one, they drink, and two, they fucking wait. <laughs> Rika helps Drustin set up his camp, and then, to pass the time, uh, starts turning the horsehair into thread. So she shaves the horses? Yeah. Migosh just lays back down in his little spot that was melted in the snow from him <laughs> sleeping out in the open last night. Like, like cows. Uh, oh, look! Right. Spot already <laughs> melted for Migosh! I'm gonna go with my own So style. you make camp for the night, wake up in the morning, bear jaw. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna offer that beer to Sam, but it sounds like Grace gonna need it. Grumbar that. is the first to uh, is the first to wake in the morning and uh, sets up the balloon once again. He says, "Let's try today." Go with my own dice. Going with your own dice. I mean, they they got better than what you got, man. Which yeah. one was red? I did like, again. So it's pretty good. Eleven, 11 uh, plus four. Right? So, minus 12. minus 12. So, two. Back in the black. Is that with the four level? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's an average of two miles per hour. Yeah. Times the uh, 12 hours per day Wait, that the air... No, how did you do... You didn't add the four back to it, did you? Yeah, 11 plus four is... Uh, 15. Is 15, 15 minus 12. Oh, three. 15 What's the total result? 2 d 10 minus 12 plus four. Right. Three. Three. Okay. Three, seven. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Sweet. So, three miles per hour... For 36 total miles. For 30... We're going 12 hours yeah. or 8 hours? 12 hours. 12 hours. The air balloon can travel for longer than an average person or animal can travel on foot. Um, because it's a little bit less uh, mentally and physically intensive to pilot the thing. Uh, Grumbar's very good at it. So uh, 36 miles uh, on your journey towards it. And uh, you head off more towards the north here. And uh, you land, break camp, or make camp. Break Spend camp. the night, break camp, and head off the next day. We're, We're now just rolling for how many days? A little bit of rhythm to, to, to the trip right. at this point. I'm rolling yeah. for the next one. Go for it. Nice. Holy. Uh, oh, wait, that's a no, one. No. Not a that's, ten. Oh, that's a one? That's oh, seven. I, oh, so. That's a zero. The seven. Drums. Is that zero? So this time, like, it's scratching back and forth, but another day of no progress. So you got progress, no progress, progress, no progress. Rika is complaining and. Just super irritating. Grumbar, like, this is his profession. He doesn't even... Yeah, it's just... It doesn't even register. The cost of doing business, right? just, This like, is how it works. All the calculations. Drop and loss. And uh, you don't ever sense any delight in Grumbar for, like, oh, people pay me per day, so if it takes longer. Like, that's clearly not his, like, not his deal. Like, he keeps espousing the... The um, <laughs> the merits of air travel, you know. He talks about how during the the travel itself, he's like, at nighttime, that's not when the bandits roam. He says it's just as dangerous for them as it is for everyone else. The bandits they travel those roads during the day, yeah, and they approach people and they they rob from them. He sees it from his air balloon all the time. 
the dangers of traveling on. Uh, on he yells down at them. All the non-nocturnal animals that attack travelers, hungry animals that will attack because uh, they went through the wrong area. These roads are not, you know, these roads are long-distance roads. And he goes on. To travel by air to all the daylight of twelve hours every day. I'm like blah blah blah. blah. Mock is not the guy who gets like on a road trip and like all of a sudden there's a montage and a training fight. None of that. Like every day that we touch down is just like fire stories, pipe drinking, singing, carving, singing. Amazing exactly. Enough. Just like it's just like this. Soldier passing the time. Is anyone just like the opposite of that? Is montage. Montage. Is anyone beat up this tree and break this rock of my head? Is anyone Is anyone uncomfortable in the cold? Like, is anyone like just miserable because of where the snow? I'm naturally like, adept in cold climates. So, like, it seems like everyone seems pretty like. But is anyone like I'm a desert dweller and they're just like fuck this? Like, Grumbar has traveled not. everywhere, so he is. Um, this is his business. Or you get sense no. Nah. Yeah. Apparently not. Uh, Baron bitches a little bit. If it's zero degrees, <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. In his hundred ninety. That's true. And most of that rather time be was warm. spent living in his house, He'd sleeping rather in be bed. Warm. God, those first hundred years were nice. Hundred ninety years were nice. It's like, Especially when his wife was around. Yeah, no, oh, it's uh, it's hard sleeping and it's uncomfortable and he doesn't like it. So, what's your name? Mock. Mock. Uh, Migosh, <clears throat> one of these camps, walks up behind Mock and puts his hands around Mock's head, like like around his his his, his, his head. bald head, like fully bald. Yeah, puts his hands like around his head like this, and just kind of sits there and goes, "Hmm, okay." Mock's sort of like, "Boy, what the fuck was that?" <laughs> Mock looked grouchy. Maybe Mock cold. Migosh make mock hat. Need measurements. <laughs> mock takes a pump in his pipe and kind of like, you know, kind of uh, squints his eyes and he says, All right, let's see what you got. That <laughs> so, is so cute. Mock goes into his bag and takes one out and like, Oh, drink! What? You said Mock goes into his bag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one! <laughs> well, thank you so much, Lincoln. Thank you. There you go. You got some. The brew that is. Oh, oh God, that is such a load off my shoulders. Proceed. Proceed. So, gosh goes into his bag and pulls out a, like, ten woolen beanies. And holds up his hands like this ten ins- of them. inside each of them and tries to find one that's the right size and says, mm, Me gosh, think this right fit and hands it to you. Mock puts it on, yeah, still kind of grumpy beanie. You know, skeptical and scowling and he goes, That's really nice. <laughs> and I walks back to the fire. What color is it? What color is it? We got like, no. a lot of natural tones and like with the raw wool, it's gonna be a little scratchy and gray. But uh, what kind of flair do we have? Taking the fact that you did roll a no dice. <laughs> He's so good, he doesn't need to. I'm just saying, she rolled a no dice. For oh, what yeah. color? Oh. The color is no. What does that mean to you? Migosh meant to make that burgundy. <laughs> it's white with stained with raspberries, it's but pink. did not turn out well. Look, it's more pink. Looks like a different goblin blood. 
Yes, or, goblin blood. Or, that's or wine. <laughs> yes. That is what it is. That is what it is. Justin pokes his head out of his tent and is like, "Oh, cousin, why are you wearing a pink hat?" It's me, a red cap. It's dipped in goblin blood. Very oh. warm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goes back to Obire. Blood. And like, kind of just like eases it over his eyes. He just like gets by the embers and just. Kind of... Migosh goes on Etsy and removes it from his inventory. So he can... <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Migosh, ready to roll? Ready to roll? Yeah, go, go, go. Is go. it called Omigosh? Oh, sorry, man. Oh, roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Please, please. please. I want to roll the bones. Get him, get him, get him. Yeah! yeah! Oh, yeah. Wow, that's gonna be hard to beat. Good uh, job. That's big, big money. Good job, Rolling. So you got 17, 21, minus 12. This is the next day of trouble? Yeah. 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 Okay, I, uh, I was fixing the Good audio. Job, nine, nine miles an hour. That is hauling oats. Yeah. Yeah, man, that is huge. So you got. What is that? That's an eight and a nine. So 17 minus 12 is 5, plus 2 is 9. Plus 4. Plus 4, plus four. Plus four. yeah. I said the right number in the yeah, end. Yeah, you did. Drink, drink! So 9. <laughs> nine. It's 9 miles Wait a minute, guys. Sure. Burn more. Chartreuse? Right. That's 108 <laughs> miles. 12 miles an hour. Ooh. For 12 hours, to be able to sustain that pace. See, How much drilling you guys secretly like yeah, but, but For 12 hours. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. 100, hey. Over 100 miles today. Grumbar, it says... See, I told you it would all work out in the end. As you guys see, like the the ground is just like hauling ass down below nine miles an hour, but that's like faster than you like travel during the day. And uh, it's it's amazing. Oh, you make another hundred miles. So what was that? Sixty miles plus. We did eighty, 80 then nine, then thirty-six, then thirty-six, and then ninety. So yeah, we're, so we're, you're we're crushing uh, the average. You're, you're you're crushing the average. Eighty-four, okay. zero, thirty-six. You make camp, uh, make camp way further Zero, north. However, right? however, as you are traveling up north Zero, this nine. direction, oh wait, nine times twelve. It is getting It is getting even colder, even colder. Wow. So in this extreme cold below zero degrees Fahrenheit, um, a creature exposed to the cold must succeed at a DC ten Constitution saving throw unless you are wearing. Uh, specific cold weather gear, which is fine. So which if you're wearing cold weather gear, it's fine. Yeah. But if you're the kind of person to sort of eschew these sorts of general precautions <laughs> and uh, and think that you can just uh, handle it, then uh, you need to uh, roll a saving throw or face exhaustion. What's the saving throw? The saving throw is a DC oh. 10. Oh. It's constitution. 10. Okay. Like, I'll roll for Justin. I, let me just clarify one thing. Like, I think I do, and most people have a blanket in our inventory, and there's no reason the mock wouldn't wrap himself in a blanket. If, if you have cold weather gear, sure. and that is not a tough thing to acquire, yeah, this is a, more of a personality mm. question. If you're the kind of person that just braves it, yeah. so Ted, because that's who it. you are. Ted's wearing his clothes now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like Scrimcorn's going to roll. <clears throat> is he the only one? Migosh uh, is going to roll. He's just wearing his loincloth right now. How much There's filth a wood does Scrimcorn have, have to, to keep so. up the cold? Scrimcorn, like the horses. This doesn't factor. So if you have immunity to cold, or you have resistance or immunity to cold, then you automatically succeed. Yes. I think Baron has to roll, because his original plan was to go to Oakhurst, 
and he wasn't planning on going here, and he we kind of left there in a sudden, so he didn't have the, the stuff where he's not like, oh, I have my traveling kit with my cold weather stuff. He actually can't carry very much. A lot of the stuff that he brought with him, like ropes and all this stuff, he's like, after walking for a while, he's like, this is too heavy. <laughs> he's the guy on the hike who's like, hey, can you hold some of my stuff? <laughs> He was not here for like a long-term adventuring like lifestyle. That's true. I mean, maybe he was, but he he's new at this, and uh, he it was kind layers. of his first he's one. So he's, he's, he's learning from his mistakes here. Hey, Migos, so, can you carry my? You like, he doesn't have a tent. He doesn't have a bedroll. <laughs> Mock would Mock, out of respect for Baron, would offer him his blanket. And, and and take the role. Just he, he would offer that to you if he saw that you were uncomfortable and cold. I mean, Baron was complaining earlier. So. Does Migosh? Does Migosh? Uh, how does he feel about the cold? Oh, Migosh gets how, cold. How would Baron play that? I'll 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 pick up something in Mirabar, cousin. That's my mistake to learn from. I'll I'll make do. You're, you're a strong beast, Bear. I'm sure you. Bearjaw nods approvingly of this decision. <laughs> yes. So, do Migosh. Not, do not carry the weak, they must learn. Migosh is naked except for his, like, loincloth. Like, his, his, his like, whole pants. Pulse pants. Um, he his had pulse his pants. his blanket that he had knitted that was in his, his stuff, his, his, uh, his duffel bag. But the journey's taken a long time and he needed more yarn to just <gasps> keep his, his oh, hands busy. No. So he actually harvested yarn from that to make Pink like yarn. all the beanies that now that uh, all he has is a dick warmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just he's the head. Just he's, the tip. He's, he's feeling chilly at this point. He's gonna need to, he's gonna need to stop with roll, roll call to grab something. You know those conversations about uh, <coughs> uh, like how would how would technology progress if you have the presence of magic? Well, Scrimcorn is like taking care of yourself with the presence of magic. So he basically has like foot wraps, and his feet look like they have frostbite. But the only reason his toes are not falling off is a constant consumption of good berries, uh, careful use of heat metal, and things like that. Like he's oh he's God. surviving through that. His stubbornness may may be broken depending on how Maybe. this role goes. What is exhaustion anyway? I get, don't don't answer that. Oh, we're gonna find out if you we're fail. We're gonna find out. So I got the page open What's on my screen role? right now. DC ten Constitution save, right? DC ten Constitution. That's okay. correct. Nine. Wow. Oh, you roll a one. Drink. Drink. <laughs> Warm yourself Nine up. Total? Nine total. Nine total. Migosh got a seventeen. I'm a bitch. Oh. Migosh is good. Nice. Migosh. Three total. Migosh is fine, but Baron. Oh, wow. <coughs> Tell me about Baron. And Scrimcorn have reached level one exhaustion. Keep track of that in case it lasts multiple sessions. It won't last multiple sessions. Don't worry about it. Um, okay. You're at level one exhaustion, which is disadvantage on ability checks. Okay. That's like all of them. All That's of most them. checks. Uh, just so that you know what's, <coughs> what's coming, level two is speed halved. Mm. Uh, number three is disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Number mm. four is hit points maximum halved. And then at five, oh. it's speed reduced to zero. Jeez. <laughs> Someone has to carry you. And then exhaustion level six is dead. dead. That's it. I'm glad they reduced to zero one. permanently. Is he exhausted when he's... Hit points maximum reduced to zero. <laughs> Wild shaped. Is he still exhausted? Yes. That makes sense. Exhausted. Really tired beetles. How many? If he got super cold, he might shift into like beetles and be like, "Does this help?" 
Carry Sounds me. like it does not. <laughs> a bunch of shattering chili beetles just vibrating each other. Firefly. Rika again true. offers. Like if you turn into a huge bear and start really being thrust out of the basket, <laughs> the legs come out of the bottom ah, of the basket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scrim down. Uh, Ted uh, hops. He's he swaddled himself in the blanket and he tops. He hops over to Migosh and he's like, Migosh, you know the drill. And then uh, he wants Migosh to hold him like a, like a baby. So he uh, body does Migosh actually? Migosh I'm paying just, you for this. Migosh just lets out a sign and says, Migosh does need gold. Oh. <laughs> and he picks him up. Migosh's massive arms just so gently. So you just so gently. Like, 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 like J. Beam's heading to the club. Yeah. All you can see is Ted's face just, just swaddled. Big. And then he like he kind of like doesn't offer anything. He makes baby noise. looks yeah. up and says, "Don't judge." He makes baby noise. Ted makes baby noise as he falls asleep. <laughs> Ted brings out the he worst Ted cues. relationship. He he might be my favorite that we've ever had. Night. Night. Ted brings out the worst in everyone. I'm, uh, I will say, Ted oil is the worst. <laughs> oil vein kind of like seeing his his dad fell asleep, uh, and then he sees. Uh, Scrimcorn like kind of sidles over through the people, the crowded basket. Excuse me. Scrimcorn is like, hey, Scrimcorn. Hey, watch it. Uh, I know we haven't talked in a few days since we got we joined the group, but I just want to say, I mean, I know I've been kind of talking to Dad a lot, and I know what I said before, and I know that you hate him, and I know I said I hated him, but I mean, I haven't seen him in a long time, and I, I, I know he left you when you were a baby. But he let, I, I kind of grew up with him a little bit when I was eight, so I feel like I have more memories of him when he was my dad, so I need to kind of give him a second chance, and I hope that's okay with you. Who's nearby? Who like, hears? Mock, mock, Everyone, mock, is mock, nearby. Everyone is nearby. Everyone is nearby. Ted is also nearby. Ted's asleep. Ted's asleep. Ted's the only one who the, doesn't hear this. The dwarves are like standing so. around in a circle, and those those with better perception are like saying what is being said, like <laughs> echoing it to those of us with less perception. And you guys are talking just to dwarves, and I'm sure. Just like translating, just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like following along like a soap opera. <laughs> like, Mox trying not to Don't do it! Can't not Don't do it, oil vein! You're being used! It's just like, God. <laughs> watch over here. I need to give him a second chance, Scream. I really need to. I mean, I, I missed him. It's been... Last time I saw him, I was eight years old, so I feel like I need to give him that second chance. Scrimcorn is at exhaustion level one. (laughs) (laughs) It's just shivering. Holding holding a a piece of heated metal. I hear you saying, well then, this is exhausting. (laughs) Holds a piece of heated metal that he's heated up with one of his second level spells, but it's worth it. Um, Clutching it close and says, You're an idiot. (laughs) You can do whatever you want. I'm 19. You can do whatever. What, you're not my dad. You can do whatever you want, oil vein, but uh, I think you'd be better off just telling him to fuck off. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, I get it, but you know, I mean, I'm. You're shivering with rage, Scrimcorn. I'm, I'm hoping, brother, that someday, I mean, you know, you'll see that maybe, you know, he'll finally be a dad to you too. I'll, uh, you know that that you'll you'll come around. I'm not, I, that's what I hope for. Unlikely! <laughs> Mark can't take it any longer. <laughs> and he, he, he does turn to Oilvane and he says, oh, Oilvane, you're, you're a young person and you learn from experience one way or another to be careful about the company you keep. 
and he just leaves it at that. <laughs> Oil Vane like uh, kind of nods his head, and then uh, he's listening, but he just, doesn't quite get it yet. You're saying I should stay away from Scrimcorn. <laughs> and so what he does, and then that after <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> He nods his head because blood is thicker like, than water, and sense is thicker than blood. <laughs> <laughs> he hears it, but he doesn't understand. But he nods because I mean, you're mocking, you like yeah. And, and you've combat. seen his balls. And... You've seen, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's you've true. seen that. Uh, everyone's seen it. everyone's balls. Yeah, seen that. Remember that moment he was passing in and out of consciousness, staring up at yeah. Mock's ball pork. His ball pork. <laughs> his blonde and hairy ball. Mock saying, "I'll protect you." As more arrows struck in the hollow vein. Driving him into unconsciousness. <laughs> oil vein nods at the ballpark. At the ballpark. And then he uh, he Deal. goes over towards oil uh, to Ted and Migosh and kind of just curls up kind of next to Migosh. Oh, that's sad. And then falls asleep under his blanket. At this point, Ted's paying Migosh, but the fact that Ted Did is I also keeping Migosh warm. Like this is fucking dumb and dumber, right? It's kinda. Like, that's like <laughs> what it's turning into. And now that oil vein's coming over, it's like yeah, no. Pile it on. Puppy pile. I have no clothes anymore. Go. Just go, man. Cuddle up. The crew. <laughs> Ricka tries to convince Baron to take her blankets, and she has her wonderful club. I fine. Good. Wraps him up. Be an auntie. I don't think Drunden would uh, would try and brave the cold. I think he would. He would. Uh, he would. Except being bundled in his blanket. Oh. And, and, and He's been traveling for 50 years. Drewston has been traveling have. for years and years and years and years. Yeah. Like, he is well equipped. He is, unlike Baron, he is, like, adjusted to what is yeah. necessary to carry. I can't yeah. do all that. And being a pretty independent guy, too. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. got no problem. I want to say somehow he's in his tent. Should we uh, roll he's, it up? Who wants to roll <laughs> for the next sense. day? I, I'd, love to, I'd love to hit this, uh, ride this dragon. Shake it up, shake Your it up. Your die or mine? I'm not going to use that. Uh, well, I'm going to roll this at the same time. Well, I, 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 I would like to see it. Two, two D10. I'm, I'm, well, that, yeah. I'm, too, I'm too tempted. It's too... Or, or a single two D10. Chicka, chicka. You, you, want me, you want me to roll you? Let's see if you can squeeze some oil from that rock. <laughs> what did you say? In front of all these people. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, Seven. Not so Total. Uh, so that's a, it's a zero. That's, That's bagels. I, uh, That's bagels. I think, I think what, that settles sure? it once again, as it has many times, that you don't roll the Dungeon Master's dice for your roll. <laughs> we, we and many groups around the world and different generations have gone through this so many times. We're history repeating Everyone, here. including myself, believes they're the one to break that curse. Are you sure? I was like, I have to create this Who's the one of the guy that did it today? I'm getting double tens. I'm getting double tens. I can I feel it. No. <laughs> hey. This time it'll be different. They got us too, Dan. Got us too. Alright, next the day of no progress. Up, down, lands again. And this Jeez. time it's only a couple hours into it where he lands and he says, Where are we at now? He says, I'll bring us back up if it's good. And he, you see him out there all day long. Grum- uh, we're like, uh, that doesn't count. What? Wait, I said Grumbar. Grum- said Grumbar. But drink. that time I said Wait, doesn't <laughs> We're like 115 miles north of Oakhurst. So we were going up the long road. No, 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 no. You had 105. Oh, oh we got his. We're we got 200 his. miles plus. Right, we got yeah, his. Yeah. And it's about four. It's a little over 400 miles there. We're, 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 we're at 228. I've been yeah. adding it up. 228. So somewhere. Yeah. It's about 450. It's about 450 to get there. 450. So um, this time you guys are mostly like 
keep somewhere, you know, past the crypt garden and the sword mountain. You're about halfway there. Yeah, so you know, somewhere in there. Living on the middle of nowhere. Okay, nothing. So, uh, this time, like mostly, Grumbar's out there, and he does not slack for a minute. During the twelve hours that would normally be traveling time. He's got his like thing. He's like he's throwing things into the air, like watching the wind constantly throughout. But he says, "Not a good day." He says, "This is what winters are like." Not touching. I'll it. do it. Give it to me. I'll do it. No, right. not that one. Don't let him bait you. Not that one. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. There you go. Two. And what is it? Is that a ten or twenty? Two and two and zero is just two. No, two and ten. Two and ten. Twelve. So Twelve. Okay. So you go four. That's four. That's four. one of the best days yet. It's a, it's a good day. It's a good it's, day. It's, it's the second worst day. I actually, <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Forty-eight. It's well, four times twelve. It's forty-eight miles today. Okay, decent. And uh, it's a, it's a good day. This is like a, a still more than a horse it's could a solid travel. Day. It's a solid day. It's a solid day. day. See you guys. And uh, y'all freaking out. You sit down again. Watches over the edge. Is there anything to? Are there like Comment herds of on? animals, or is it just basically white? It's, so no, it's, it's winter time, and you're traveling over the 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 largest thoroughfare between Waterdeep and Mirabar, which are both large trade mm-hmm. cities. So you do deer. see um, caravans and occasionally. Small towns. Um, and yes, true. Let's not forget Spit that upon them. the only things marked yeah. on this map. Keep in mind that this map we're looking at here. This is an in-fiction map. So think of it as that. This is a map that cartographers have created um, based on the cities that are large enough All to be these notable. Towns, no one gives a fuck. There's lots of small towns, yep. small villages mm-hmm. that just little don't mills. end up on the map. They might even only be for years old. they might pay not to be on the map. Some of them. Do we see so anyone? Mostly yet? wilderness, but many small spots of population. Farming, little small spots, yeah, little areas. bits of farming areas. Not a lot of farming going Do, on in the winter, but yeah. but what would normally be a farming town, and you you and you see some some trade caravans moving. Do we see anyone from. getting robbed? Today you do. Wait, 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 but the, but the okay. winds are good. We can't That's stop. That's what this is for. Hang on. Of course. There you yes, go. you do. Today you see you some do. people see getting. Oh, my kid's about to die. Why didn't we stop? I mean, Scrimcorn points it out. Question for Why didn't we stop? <laughs> Question for Grum. Is there anyone on this balloon that would say we need to land now to go save those Absolutely random not. people we don't know? No, well, no, no, no. Definitely not. I don't see anyone here no, doing that other than maybe Bear. No, Bear don't want to do it. Bear isn't interested. Oh, okay, well, land the fucking balloon. What is Scrimcorn? Like? <laughs> to prevent a, a <laughs> on a day where you're making progress. On the day that we're making progress, yeah, that's definitely. true. If it was a zero miles day, to go and we have help. to land. <laughs> no. Rick definitely suggests it, like. Should we go help out with that? No. I mean, they seem like they'd be quick work. Just Rumbar says, if you stopped for every bandit along the, the way, way, we'd, we'd never, never get, get to Mirabar. Is that <laughs> emblazoned on the edges <laughs> of the airship? Yes, that's the slogan of my enterprise. It's overly specific, I do admit. Didn't like, know Mirabar was such a balloon hub. Yeah. What does Justin think? It's a balub. Drustin yeah. would probably want to stop. Yeah, Drustin would also want to Dr- stop. I feel like you think he would? He's he's true good. He's like would he, that alignment. He's, he will. He would. Exhausting. He's a guy who's like, I knew some good goblins once. 
That's true. That's we true. should stop. Maybe yeah. they'll know something he about the Rudicar. Justin would lightly argue he's been quiet during this time. He's been he's been still feeling that guilt of mm-hmm. he really worries that he's ruined the lives of like, multiple of his, <laughs> He's worried that he's ruined the lives of multiple cousins and his auntie by by finally revealing after a decade or more of not telling anyone. He finally tells somebody and then assassins show up. Like that's his context. So Tristan has been has been quiet. He's been <laughs> he's been dealing with the the emotional wow. impact of oh my god, I finally shared this secret and suddenly it was like within 24 hours. It was like within 24 hours. Now, it's pretty good. You, all, the rest of you probably see it as that timing is completely coincidental. Like, it makes no sense. But Drewston is having a hard time accepting that. He's living um, alone for 15 So Drewston, while he does, he does lightly speak up that, like, we ought to help those that are in need, he's he's had this pattern of a very much introspective, um, like, keeping to himself during this time. I feel like you should send Anga the Owl help this person and there should be a role of whether or not it helps and whether or not does Anga, it help whether or not Anga dies two roles does Anga die I don't know because oh, I thought that's, that, that's what I suggest if More Dressen's gonna put his money yeah. where his mouth is he can afford Anga it Anga flies down it's sure. an, she's an owl today she's, she's, obviously on the air balloon Anga's an owl of course sure. she is does she help does she help does she help does she help she does not help does she suffer the consequences <laughs> Yes, she does. <laughs> Dang. Uh, so, and that is why we don't go down every time we see someone in peril. Uh, yes. She goes down, flies to like attack one of the bandits, and immediately gets like gets like swatted out of the air. Yeah, one of the bandits sees her coming and shoots an arrow at her and hits her and kills her. Poof. Uh, I mean, she Anga doesn't die. But she, um, her owl representation for that day. Does and ten gold worth of incense and ten gold worth of incense. Let's mark that up in smoke for Kevin when he gets back. <laughs> As our little I gift to him. Every time you leave, we're gonna put on in danger. Um, but it might real quick, my question was this. But I, okay, go ahead. You go. D- does do we see any sort of aerial threats? Does Grumbar warn us about like any threats that we might have to deal with, or anything we should watch for in, in the skies here? Is it really just so? Birds? So Grumbar, Grumbar does. Especially if you ask, but he says he says everything Roth looks safe is. today. Yeah, no, no. Grumbar Grumbar's happy to talk about it, and he talks about all the things he's looking. He says he says mountain ranges are dangerous because sometimes you never know where griffins are roosting, and griffins can be quite aggressive. He right. says, but uh, he says for the most part, the other birds of prey they're way too small to threaten a what balloon about, this size. What about rocks? He says rocks can be dangerous, but they are much more they are much more rare. He says, he says, he says, their types of roosting grounds are easy to spot uh, from far away. He says, I know not to do that. He says, however, I've never actually been to Miramar. He says, this is uncharted territory for me. It's why I'm so excited to go. <laughs> and he drums a little bit. And, uh, he says, but he says, he says, rocks up here in this terrain? He says, not a chance. He says, but I am watching out for griffins. They are a little bit dangerous. Oh. Continue. And, um... What was I saying? The, uh... uh oh, I was gonna say real quick, someone did ask in chat if the miniatures are representative of our characters. And they are not really... These guys? These, the, the big, huge miniatures by each player is a, is a mechanism that we've created where someone can put it forward onto our big world map here. 
to indicate that they have like a role-playing thing they want to do. It kind of signals to everybody to point to that person to be like, okay, you go ahead. It's usually in the middle of someone else talking. They can put it forward and say, hey, I, I've got something to contribute here, but I don't want to interrupt you. So sort of, it's like raising their hand saying, I'm next. We call it Remember the Titans, because these are all Titans. These are all Titans. And it was a great movie. But it's, it's also partially the fact that... Message. It's partially the, together. Do you remember the Titans? It's also partially the fact that we own a whole bunch of these Titan minis and get to use them like once every three years. Millennia. Yeah, I think it's probably the average right now. You really, really, really very rarely get to use use that massive Titan. You the chain going a couple of times. We've never used this one, not even once. Not even once. He's never solved that. And and not even once probably describes about seventy-five percent of the minis we have in our box. Never used that one, not even once. Santa. So anyway, it's yeah. a mechanism to indicate. It's like instead of raising. Maybe yeah. Hey Eric, you're Hall of Fame in my book. Aww, he's cool. He's quoting. You're the for the job. Is that from left from side? Strong side. side. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Okay. Uh, can I roll some dice so we can go some miles? Anyway, let's roll some dice for the next miles. Unless uh, Kevin and Lincoln wanted a, a chance. Oh, get in there. I want some fresh hands. Chance for glory. Chance for... Don't use the game. Don't use the game. Don't do it. No, 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 no. That's it. That's it. That does not count. That does two count. I touched it. He said it You called it counted before you saw the result. I saw it counted before I saw the result. He did not see the result. That is definitely zero. That's six. Six. Son of a bitch! I'm a man of my word. Three zeros. I appreciate that. Is there any consequences for taking a long time? Or are we just finding out how many days it took? We're storytelling the truth. I'm just curious. Um, Yeah, the consequences of potential uh, attacks and and, and longer to take there. You don't know if Drusen's fear that maybe someone is rushing towards Karunikar to get there before Mm -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. it increases the ability. Someone on foot. Could potentially beat us. <laughs> I think. Rate. I think. But Air the thirty is the miles per day. He did not say fastest. He yeah, explicitly, explicitly never says fastest. But he will correct you. I did it's not fine. say fastest. Fight me. It is usually not fastest. Better However, go. fight. I fight think me. you guys are ahead of the on-foot the travel yeah. speed because you got that hundred-mile day. That's three days worth. Absolutely. And, 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 still, we're in the balloon. And the eighty, which is you like have to do this for a while. Yeah, so forty was above now. average. Well, Thirty see. was still right after. Yeah, you guys have been getting a lot. So, so another day. As soon as do we want, touch do, down. Do you want to, those of you yeah. that are well traveled, not uh, for ruin. What well, real quick? Those of you that are well traveled, let's Don't say Grumbar and Drewstone. When you talk about the dangers of travel, when the topic comes up. We've made we an average we need to of 39.4 miles per day. That's faster than on foot. So, Thanks, Sam. Um, so this is the fastest. When it comes up, the, the threat of bandits, and like, we're making no distance, what if something happens to us? Um, Grumbar and... Oh, thank God it's Grumbar. Grumbar and... Uh, <laughs> that was close. I have to look at my sign now. And, and Drewston, we'll, we'll both, who are both very well-traveled, will we'll advocate for the fact that up here in the frigid north, one day past the solstice, oh. I think. I think you guys have been traveling through the winter solstice, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, there was the offerings at the temple where we saw... And that was supposed to be like two days this. before or something like that. So you're traveling at the, at the the coldest point of the entire year in approaching the spine of the world. like The coldest place in all of Faerun. So bandits... Traveling along the roads, trying to shake people. They head south. They head to where it's more temperate. It's just this is just not practical for them. So it's ironically, 
it's it's very dangerous for the climate and for potential um, hungry, desperate animals that have not gotten enough food before the winter. But that's usually threats during the day. As Grumbar says, not during threats during the day. And he says, once night falls, most of the most of the predators around they go to sleep just the same as us. This is why I say air travel is the safest form of travel, so long as you don't need to get there in a hurry. And you've heard that pitch like seven times. Um, More than that, probably. Better. Yeah, he explains, uh, you know, that, that it's just not too much of a risk. So the next day when you set off, did you want to roll before oh, uh, Eric rolls his finally Mr. positive roll? Sure. Eric, I'm definitely uh, sure. Eric. Bergdahl. Well Are we doing another cheers? Yeah. Cheers, cheers. I think Bergdahl's holding her tight. Mm. No, no, I'm just playing. Oh, okay. She's Sorry. just, she's just, cheersing. She's cheersing. Fondle the Titan. Fondle the Titan. I'll be on this trip in the <laughs> air. The Ted has uh, kind of sat on the railing and peed over the edge. Well, and several God. times he's almost fallen off. And then <laughs> Migosh just subconsciously, automatically grabs him. That was prevents him from falling off. And Ted probably has a and UTI. Has actually Okay, what is oh. this? Oh, solid. Damn, oh, solid. Solid. Oh, that's a 10 and a 9? 19. Yeah. Minus 12. With the DM's dice! 19. 11. The curse is broken! Times the curse is broken! Kevin Cock, you are proficient in DM. The thing I love about this roll is that it's 132 miles. You broke the roll. Oh my god, I dropped it and it stayed the same. Interesting. If it were the same. If it were the same as a D100 roll, yeah. depending on which die is the 10 or 1s, yeah. it would either be a 9 or a 90. Yeah, absolutely. Such a huge swing. Huh? Uh, so that's 11. 19 because it's a 2D10. So 19 uh, minus 12. Oh, 100. So 7, plus, plus, 7 plus 4 is 11. 12 is 132. That's 132 miles safe. That might take you there. Almost there. You're almost there. One more day of good travel and you'll be there. So this is wow. You you had good like, travel. I feel like this before. is almost like a storm <laughs> wind that happens to be at our back. This is like this is like inclement weather. You can this is see. The best possible. In fact, right. Okay. No. So you managed to stay oh. ahead of the storm the entire time. We're surfing. Grumbar. Every other day, Grumbar has been like pretty peaceful. Like he's clearly this is Doom Island balloon day. Uh, Grumbar is clearly very proficient at this form of travel. Like he's like raising altitude, lowering altitude. He's like riding the different wind patterns. Today, he's in the zone. any any attempt to speak to him, he says, "I need to concentrate on flying," and like. He is staying full focus because you see behind you the dark clouds of, of storm clouds and you can see snow pouring down. There's some snow even where you are, but behind you, this thing that's approaching up on you, you are on a prefrontal, that's what they call it, prefrontal, <laughs> Whoa. Uh, prefrontal winds. Whoa. <laughs> see, I, I saw that on one of those advisories before a TV show started. See, I'm a hang ladder pilot, so I know prefrontal winds. Uh, uh, I love it. Uh, Everybody, just stand back. I like the best. <laughs> Actually, never. Whoa! Suddenly, the fact that I like the whole wind pattern thing is not surprising. Hey, Greg, you're making hey. me flushed with that kind of talk. Uh, so, so the pilot uh, over General Bowman guy. So you're riding these prefrontal winds, and Grumbar manages to keep ahead of the storm the entire time. This blizzard that is behind you is propelling your balloon forward fast, and this is the time where finally. Yeah, usually because you're riding the wind currents, like the the air relatively is pretty still because you're moving at the speed of the wind. This time, 
it's pretty volatile. Like as he raises up and down, you do the balloon does rock, or I should say the basket does rock a bit more. Not crazy violently, but enough that you can feel it. Like if you're prone to seasick, already picked up on scrim vomiting and relatively mundane scenarios. Yeah, if you're if you're prone to seasickness at all, Rika does not vomit. I will roll the dice as well. Mock does not vomit. Hand that over here. Bearjaw does not vomit. Is Grumbar? Grumbar does not. Migosh doesn't vomit, but is Migosh terrified? No. Okay. Grumbar's okay. Migosh. No. Everyone's Grumbar. Wait, roll for Ted. Oh, Ted. Does Ted vomit? No. How is that a no every single time? That's amazing. No, we're all awesome. All right, Baron. Oh my god, it's an it's an immaculate it's an immaculate. You got a llama vomiting built up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Baron, Baron, everyone's like, all of a sudden it's been still. He's like, you know what? I bet we won't even go anywhere today. It's been like 50 50. It's got to spring. It's been like, go stop, go stop, go stop. It's gonna have to be stopped today. Because it has to break. And we go. And he's like, you know, all of a sudden we like, he's like, I think this is the right elevation to catch the right breeze. Whoa, got a good one there. And just the rocking twist, and all of a sudden Baron's stomach comes up and starts, he's like, <laughs> Over the side of the car. In the basket or out of the basket? Oh, out of the basket. Thank goodness. He could feel it coming. He's not. He knows what a puke like feels like coming on. More than why? More than why? More than like five. Too, he's just too like, bad. Oh. That's another day where Ted somehow got at Mock's jar again, and actually, because he doesn't know the jar, it's honey today. Oh, nice. <laughs> There's really nothing to slake your thirst there. Bear Jaw <laughs> loves honey day. Oh, oh so Whenever she gets a turn to pull the to pull the cork, it's always the honey cork. Always the honey cork. Always she is. It's bear. the largest cork. Bear does love her honey. Bear so it's like the most enticing. Like, yeah. ooh, the big one, and it's always honey. Always honey. But we've never had a day where Bearjaw hasn't eaten the rest of the honey All of that it. was available at the end of the day. He just runs off of that kind of, of a high octane fuel. The crazy thing is, one of the corks is acid. <laughs> You really yeah. don't want to hey, ask hey, one hey, hey, that one. We haven't had it mixed up yet. We put it's an inevitable. we drew an X on that cork. No, we didn't. But, no, but that someone like might a different material. It's like made of stone. Yeah. One person drew an X on that one day, but it it like washed off immediately. No. It was well, minimal effort. But the the ale is XXX. Item. That's like, the It's a highly magical item. You're not just gonna like hit it with a marker and expect it like. It does not want you to know. It's it's quills and inks here, baby. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no chance. It was berry juice. Very juicy. So the water. question is, how far is the destination? We're like <laughs> about 40 miles. 40 miles? Yeah, We're about like 40, 40 miles, miles away. Because it's like, depending on the travel, it's maybe more reliable just to foot it for two days than risk a couple of zero days. Air travel is the safest way to travel. And I am so by that rationale, we should have so done hard. that from day one. No, because there was there was a there was a exactly. speed it's about the safest safe travel for safe speed it was, travel it was both like you can't have like a hundred mile an hour plus day no, you say boring. safe I say boring I mean I mean we certainly can't Sim Bar <clears throat> <laughs> John wants to walk we can walk but if walking was more beneficial speed to safety ratio, we could have been doing it from day one. Mark says, Mark says, Oi, 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 I know, safest way to travel, but uh, I'm not gonna rub two more gold coins together for, uh, for, for, uh, um, Grumbar over here. 
If me and two feet will take me the same distance in the same amount of time. Possibly more interesting things. Migosh don't mind walking. Migosh still scared from last balloon ride. We're all a little shaken by the vomiting. How, how many days of travel has it been? <laughs> It's been eight Just days. Just barely. It's been eight days? We've had three days of absolute... We went 84 days. We went 84 miles. We went zero. Yeah, we Bear, went 36 Bear miles. really keen on walking we at zero. this point. Then we went 108 miles. Then we went zero. <laughs> then we went 48 miles. Then we went zero. <laughs> then we went 132 miles. And that's now. And that's now. I cannot believe it's been <laughs> We've every never day. gone so zero eight, back eight, to eight, back. Eight. It's, you said eight days. So... Wait. Who wants to put some money up for whether or not we go zero tomorrow? Grumbar says, <laughs> eight days. Eight days is always the number. After eight days in the balloon, people always want to end up going on foot. It's like clockwork. He says, trust me, the average distance travel will be mathematically blah, 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 blah. You guys all tune out. Oh, maybe all of you tune out. Maybe some of you. Justin, Justin, Justin tunes in. Justin's like... Oh, tell, me, tell me more. Tell me more about these numbers. And Mock says, "Are they like rooms? Mock says, "There's uh, he says there's there's what, how was fucking ten of us now or something? So many in the small balloon. He says balloon. two gold a day. He's like it's gonna set our purse back if we're getting supplies in Mirabar. And uh, he says, uh, saddle up, hoof it out, and we'll be there in about the same time." And uh, and and I I pity the bandit that stumbles upon this lot in the dead of winter, this close to a city like that. It's not bandits we have to worry about. I don't worry about it's starved them. beasts. I don't worry about starved beast either. You guys are all saying this as you're God, making I would camp. Kill for a starved beast exactly. right the night after now. your your best flying night. Yeah. Me guys <laughs> watching Grumbar and says. So no offense, Grumbar. Migosh like Grumbar. But Migosh must go with group. But Migosh like Grumbar's most. He says, Ooh, I don't mind. Like I said, eight days, that's always the time. I'll fly the rest of the I'm way there. flying. I know it sounds strange, but it served us well so far. As frustrating as it is when we don't go anywhere. We have made over 400 miles in eight days. Let's continue at this rate. Let's just vote and get it over with. You have one hand for each of your characters. <laughs> um, Raise your hand if you want to walk. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Characters. That's a four out of eight. How does Drewston vote? Justin no, vote. Ted does not want to walk. Uh, no. Oh, so oil Drewston. does not want to walk. So. Ted gets a vote. Like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> how would the Since it's the tiebreaker, how would Drewston vote? My inclination is I feel like he'd want to go by air. I, I feel like he's cautious. I feel like he's cautious. He doesn't want his cousins to become more Mandors. Yeah, I think... I think <laughs> more Mandors. Drewston leans more towards caution at this point. Than... Mach will not fly in the air balloon, and he makes that very clear. Oh, damn, son. So Drewston does vote oh, for the air balloon. He puts it five to four. For what it's worth. Sounds like we have a race on. A race? Mock says, Mock says, looks at Migosh and looks at Berja and he says, he says, cousin, auntie, the rest of you, I bid you well, I'm saving me pocket change and I'll see you in Mirabar. What would auntie do? And what would Baron do? Here's the thing. Rika is 70 years old. She's a very young dwarf. Yep. However, it's too young for this shit. Drustin is 65. 
Drustin is, is also a young dwarf. He, Drustin is like her baby nephew sort of thing. Like when she was five, she gets introduced to this cute little whiskery, adorable dwarf baby, and is told, "This you. is your newest nephew." And she's just like, "Oh." Also, he's the one who is being sought after to be kidnapped. So she's going caution, and she will not let him walk. So if Mock wants to go off on his own, he's a big boy, he's an adult, he's an idiot, she thinks, but she'll respect his decision. What about Baron? Uh, What's Dresden doing? Justin wants to go by air balloon, and Ricka is so far backing Dristen on that, saying Mock can walk. Mock, uh, if you're if you're stubborn-headed enough to go, I won't let you go alone, because it's dangerous out there and blood. I mean, damn me if I let you get killed for something stupid like that. Thank you, man. Dristen. Dristen says upon this, like runes. Ruins. 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 Cousins. Cousins. He says. Cousins. How about jolly? He says. You know. You know. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot let you go alone. Not after what I've exposed you to. He says. If you're dead set on traveling, traveling on foot, then that's the way I'll go. No, I will not have it, Drusen. You are being sought after. They are not. They can handle themselves. You are you not his mother. After what the I've room. told them, he says, he says, the risk that they are is the risk that I've put on them. He says, I mean, the note even said, don't harm mock or bear. Precisely. I mean, we're probably fine from whoever that was. We're more likely to be attacked by bears or wolves or bandits than whatever else is chasing ye. Yes. And it sounds like bear job wanted to I do not like well. it. They'll be well protected. They'll have a bear job. She's awesome. Bear job going on foot? Oh, yeah. Bear job is... Drusen looks to bear jaw and Scrimcorn or, or saddling up their horses. The next morning. Auntie Rekha, you're no looking for Drusen's best interest, but isn't it just as risky to show up in a big city like Mirabar? alone with Drustin as it would be to, to arrive with a full cadre of family and friends. We'll probably arrive at the same time. My point is we exactly Wanna won't. Bet. <laughs> How far uh, Tristan, in the end, he looks to Rika. He looks I'm to Rika. I'm going to get She does so not want first. him walking. She is, says, she is like being protective, hot-headed auntie here. He says, I have to go by balloon? We'll see you there, Drusen. Keep your chin up. And he uh, packs up his stuff that morning, the next morning, to uh, head to uh, head to the balloon. What you're rolling? Are you rolling? There are the forty. Yeah. To be clear, there are forty <laughs> miles to Mirabar. And forty yeah, miles. Scrimcorn is going like, on foot. If if, if going. Wait. So before we roll, who is on the air balloon? Drusen, Rika. Grumbar. Ted. 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 And, Ted. Oil and uh, Migosh. No, Migosh is Migosh walking. Migosh is walking. Migosh. Migosh is walking. And so, so on foot is Migosh, Bairn, Mock. Bearjaw. Bearjaw, Scrimcorn. Bear Ted says okay. to Migosh, I'm not paying you for this. <laughs> <laughs> you have not paid me for anything so... <laughs> no. Got it. Ted Boy, has not paid for nothing so far anyway. 
Okay. So nine plus three, nine plus four is thirteen minus. Twelve. You've been halfway there. Twelve is one. You is got one. So twelve, 12 miles. miles. Twelve miles, and the people on foot make it thirty miles. Ah, We're not there yes! yet. We're not there yet. Bear Jaw's gonna beat that balloon. It's okay. anyone's race, people. Okay, with, with ten miles to go. Ten miles to go. What are the rules for pushing through? Yeah, how how? Uh, it's bed that night. Risking exhaustion. Uh, you you take a, you roll a saving throw for exhaustion. Let's yes. roll that saving roll throw. It. If you guys are up for it, because Moxley totally. fucking is. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. What Bear John is Scrimcorn is. already exhausted, so we'll oh, see how oh, I meant to make that roll every night, and I forgot. Right, so let's just keep going. Like roll it now. If you guys are pushing through, what is the? Um, I forget what it was. So it's still exhausted. Constitution well, saving throw DC the, 10. Okay, and we'll just make it for this is okay. for traveling or just for the past weather that I we've dealt with. For travel. This, no, no, no. This is only going forward. This is for pushing. Okay. I forgot to do this. So we make it either way. This is just whether or not we arrive at something. That felt made good. It. Yeah. That felt good. Made it. That's a 20. Woo. Still DC 10? DC 10. I'll, I'll carry you if you get too tired. Oh, quality. Oh, I nailed it. Nice. Yes. Everyone got it? Everyone I mean, got I'm still exhausted level one. Walking crew. I yeah, still feel like walk, shit. Walk. I just walk like a man. Well, wait. Didn't you have disadvantage on ability a saving throw? Uh, disadvantage on ability check. I don't think a saving throw is an ability check. Oh no no no! Oh. He's right. He's right. He's they right. are right because oh. exhaustion level three. You got saved by the bell. Exhaustion level three is a is attack rolls and right, saving throws. Right. Okay. Remember, fifth edition has three types of rolls: <laughs> ability checks, attack rolls, and saving throws. Check rolls and throw. Check rolls and throws for some reason, a different verb for every single fucking one. Well, uh, whatever. Uh, I would have eaten shit on that one, but. I'm, I'm so glad you made it. I wasn't throwing you under the bus. Hey, no. Did if I could have arrived with exhaustion level two, keep it screwed. Uh, Dave, you just threw the air balloon yeah. to see. Five, five and five. five. Ten. That does it. That's another. That's two miles an hour. That'll be enough. That's enough. Okay. Yeah. 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 So the air balloon will arrive times. one day later. Wait, two times twelve. In the middle of it. Only twenty-four. But that's enough. We were, they they were only 12 miles plus 24 is 36. It's 40 miles. So they have to walk. Oh, they four have, miles they out. They have to walk. Grumbar <laughs> had to land that's outside the town we'll anyway. They will walk four miles in the dark. They will walk <laughs> four miles. It's a 12 hour day. They will walk four oh. miles in the dark. So, who's on foot? Three days. Raise your hand if you're on foot. Scrimcorn, Migosh, Bearjaw, Mock. Uh, Baron. Baron, your thing fell over. Yeah, it's did. I highly depend on those. Yeah, well, yours doesn't seem to matter much. There's <laughs> so many players. You've been mispronouncing my name the whole time. Scrimcorn. It's Scrimcorn. Scrimcorn. I cannot believe you misspelled your name on both sides of your sandwich. Okay, okay, so you just misspelled that because I thought I had been saying it wrong. I just no. misspelled it on okay. day one. <laughs> on day one of creating his character, he misspelled he was really it. And anyway, wait, about that flip S. it over. On both, both sides. sides. The first C is invisible. The first C is invisible. It's made of bugs. Yeah. They crawled away. It's a hard S. Scrimcorn. <laughs> okay, so Scrimcorn, Migosh, Bearjaw, Mock, and Baron walk up to in the middle of the night okay. to pushed. The, the gates of Mirabar. And as you approach, let me let me finally, after all this time traveling, let me change the music real quick for. Uh, feels great. was hoping for like an ambush or something. You have to fight the city. Yes. Bearjaw's like finally, I can fight the city. I will fight 
place this whole city. The city is in ruins. Uh, Bear Jaw versus Bull. They, they arrive a day later. The city is burning. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. A human, a pear. A human. A and human a pear. This is a delicious pear. Guys, let me freaking talk. We're a human o pear. I sorry. Want to say my thing. Fixing pear. I'm sorry, we're pear shaped human. Pear <laughs> human. Sorry. We've had a lot of drink tonight. Well, I there's that. no excuse. I know. We you never guys went so much heavier on the shark And every time I think of the giant. Listen, there wasn't enough talking, beer. Talking, walking, really, Sorry. We apologize. <laughs> we ran out of beer before we ran out of hard I liquor, know. and that's a problem. <laughs> no, Greg's the only one who did two beers. I blessed Lincoln for not bringing more delicious homebrew. Yeah, this is all, all right. Lincoln's fault. We love shark drinks. <laughs> Go ahead. So as you approach, the, in the dead of night, lanterns, uh, large uh, uh, lanterns lit up all around the walls of Mirabar. Has Mock been to Mirabar? Um, he is very familiar. So Mock is from Citadel Adbar, which is far in the north, but not close. It's... Right here. Oh yeah, it's pretty so, damn far away. Yeah. So Mithrahal, Mirbar, can you point it out for me? Mirbar's right there. Right. So again, there is a, a there is a a well established path. Yeah. So Citadel Adbar though is isolated as well as Mirabar. So regular travel, Mirabar is a dwarven armory. There's a there is a a, a like a, a famous in the entire world forge there, and locally they craft a lot of smithed goods, weapon armor, tools for the region, so there's constant trade back and forth, but there was there, there hasn't been any reason for him to be there except for that one September that they held in Ironmaster. So there's a brief kind of like layover there, but that was, we're talking about like a day just to restock and then leave. Baird was actually born in Mirabar. What? <gasps> what? what? Mithra Hold! Did mention this at all oh, before now? I mean, it was like, you know... hundred and ten years? It, it came up during this last tra- this last day of yes, travel. good, good, good. I mean, it's... it's it's <laughs> Mithril Hole! I mean, for ye all, it's, it's old and whatever, but when I was born, it wasn't even a place. 190 years ago. 190 years ago! I mean, it was Bruner Battlehammer when... Defeated dragons and roosted the place out and reclaimed his ancient place. I was born here, and then he placed it up. And Adric was like, "That place has got potential. You take your family and go relocate." And so he moved there, and I was just a youngin, you know, like maybe forty. And uh, oh my god! And uh, and that's what lived ever since. You probably doing that whole time, huh? What were you doing the whole time that you survived that long? In Mirabar or Mithril or what? You are very old. The dwarf! Does not compute. <laughs> we live a long time! This, this seems like a problem. It's not! <laughs> I just. I don't know what to say. This is an amazing Ex- conversation. <laughs> what were you doing the entire time you were alive? Uh, that you would not be dead by now. They just take longer to do things. I mean, the years go by, there's stories about kids and, uh, you know, things. I keep busy. Hmm. Do you, though? Like I said. Sure. Doing what? It's getting so circular. It was a 40-mile walk. Listen, listen. Oh, yeah. 
No, it's the Goliath. And then you said, guys, we can do this. We don't. Goliaths don't live that long. That's the tip. Always. Always pushing yourself to do better, to fight bigger creatures, to fight more creatures, to do more dangerous things. We don't live very long, but we live well. It yeah. sounds like you live long, but don't do much. The dwarves are amongst the most industrious of people. We make we our. So he's been making things that whole time. Our forges burn day and night. But some of the dwarves live a more comfortable lifestyle. Oh. Bern, this is your uh, first time leaving home at hearth. How At 190? How, how, how do you feel uh, <laughs> out here on the road compared to... Well, I mean, I've left it here and there, you know, for trips and whatnot, but this is not quite an adventure before. You know, just heading out with a sack and a axe in your honor and, like, going and slaying goblins and whatnot just with no particular direction. That's been new, sure. So, cousin, if you had your druthers, would you rather be back at your home on the couch? Or walking this last ten miles in the dark to Miramar. Ha 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 ha! Well, I mean that's not much of a contest. My couch, it's an excellent couch. <laughs> you hear Migosh <laughs> mumble under his breath and he says, Migosh rather have a beer and new traveling group. <laughs> Sounds like the dwarves can learn something. Crazy dwarves from living at Scrim. Oi. <laughs> you have been on my couch. Shake her head, like, <laughs> he just wants his couch, Baron. You know that's yeah. just sad. He that's the saddest thing the Baron does I've ever heard. Scream Doesn't couch. know what a couch Scream really couch. is. <laughs> but it sounds it terrible. It sounds horrible. <laughs> one day, one day we're gonna get Bearjaw like in a really this is horrible or something. And she's gonna have like a, a, a um um. She's gonna have a bad back. That's she's what gonna she's have gonna a have. Terry Pratchett style Cohen the Barbarian moment where she realizes that the luxuries of life are actually pretty freaking great, and it will rock her world. We'll but she'll shake her. herself a bit. Cultural, oh, culturally, hi. I don't see that <laughs> happening. I don't. It's like you know, it's it's like you take someone out of their natural environment, you stick them in in like the world of a plenty, and they're just like. So overwhelmed and horrified by it that they run away from it. Like that's more bear jaw speed. A scrim couch. This couch is too soft. It's too soft. I can feel mm. every hair on my body relaxing into the couch. No, I will run. <laughs> and then she leaps off the couch and runs screaming out of the city. That's that's more bear jaw speed. A scrim couch is a moldy log covered in grubs with a belly full of. Turned mushroom. That's a little. That's closer. That's closer to every it. year you live to its fullest, and you die young. And then you die young. There you go. See. All right. <laughs> Full of turnt mushrooms. I hate to say this, but fullest in my. I agree turn. with Scream. All right. So this is all the conversation on the way to Mirabar. Damn. God. And oh, uh, I know way more about Baronland. When you arrive at Mirabar, oh. the large. Very remarkably large gates and walls uh, that... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so distracting. We didn't talk about him being from Mirabar and what that was like <laughs> at all. No, I'm so sorry. I no, didn't mean no, to no hijack that. I'm just saying, like, that was a ridiculous right turn. <laughs> I would actually like if, if Baron would like to say something about the city to a little bit set the scene. Or, <laughs> if, or if the topic was avoided, that's fine. Or, or or that too. Yeah, yeah, I just don't know if it was intentional. Like, no, 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 I mean, no, no, I couldn't no, no. really tell you what it was like too much now. It's, it's been more than 150 years since I was last here. Lord. And, uh, I mean, I haven't really been back since. My, 
My father, he left as he was here. He's from, he's got some kin here, but there's always been bad blood between Mirabar oh. and Mithril Hall, because it used to be the jewel of the area, but now Mithril Hall's the jewel of the area. Are you, got are you welcome? Lines. Are you welcoming Mirabar? I I don't expect they'd know who I am. Well, Baldurk, there's probably some Baldurks in the area. They might have the same last name, might Are think I'm like around. Should we not they're gonna be like, use your name? It, like I said, it's been quite a long time, but uh, they, they do uh, remember. You finally get to this topic of conversation as you're riding up towards the guards. <laughs> they probably remember me. And uh, This is like the Sackville back A human like, and a dwarf. <laughs> a human and dwarf duo. In full, uh, in full uh, uh, armor, standing there at the gates, and say, "Hail, group! Uh, hail, uh, travelers! Travelers! Hello! What met? What met? Greetings!" He says, "What brings you to? <clears throat> Am I going to do your same yeah, accent? Yeah. I guess so." Yeah. The dwarf speaks. What brings you to Merabar this day? Night. This night? Supplies. My feet faster than a comfortable bed, a good <laughs> brew, and a chance to uh, to. Uh, do trade at the market. He says, "You don't mind if we inspect your uh, inspect your belongings before letting you into this town." Yes, you will find no. I mean, into this here. massive city of ours. This great and sprawling metropolis. Is that, is that regular practice? He says, "When those that arrive after nightfall, is it a precaution?" Okay. Mm. Very well. Behold, my fantastic me. sword. Mm. Anyone that's been to a. Theme park in modern days knows the sort of cursory Sorry, checking the box sort of inspection. There's no that they giant have. ticking bomb inside. They're really the looking for someone that objects to day. the search more so than they are intending to do the actual search. So they head on over, practically just like feel your bag. How? Like, that's it. How far did they touch? Uh, opens one of his pouches wide and says, Grubs. Oh, it's all and the, the human that had walked up, he says, oh, oh. Not even I stick my hand in there. <laughs> you know, dirt mushrooms grow on dirt soil. Which is bad. Night soil. <laughs> Night soil, indeed. And, uh, uh, and one of them uh, uh, raises a. What be something that like, makes a noise? like A, a bell. I don't want it to be so like dainty. A ratchet, a grogger, like a a vuvuzela. Yeah, it's like a noise maker. It goes word. like it goes like clack 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 oh, clack. clack. It's like a made out of like stone like wood too. Right? You know what and, uh, it is. And there's a wood. Yeah. <laughs> and wood and you see the doors start to open up like it is a big like contraption. And mock mock is the craftsman here. Everything you can't help but notice every little bit. It's the world they live in. And these doors, the, the way they open, the way they open is is remarkable. Even even the doors here, down the they're door. just they're they're well maintained. They open. There's not resistance. For a lot size. of a lot of towns uh, or, or small cities, their walls and, and gates are only maintained so much, mm-hmm. right? And then it scrapes along the ground, or someone has to come out and like fix the thing. Even the material. These things these things open smoothly. Like these are, this is a well-maintained, uh, this is a well-maintained city walls here. And uh, as it opens, the uh, the human steps forward and he says, uh, <clears throat> he says, uh, I need to get a name for him. Rasputin. says, not quite as impenetrable be, as the mountainside, but he's Rasputin. For a while. Oh, <laughs> Rasputin. Oh, Rasputin. He says, uh, he says, 
I would have you know that uh, you appear. I'm a, I'm a human. <clears throat> I'm a human. Okay, I'm, hey, I'm a human. I don't oh, see that's you just anymore. Hey guys, it's nice to see you. It's real great to have you come I can down. see that uh, you <laughs> appear to be adventurous. Uh, it's great. He says, so you're looking for uh, some adventure in the area? He says, I would have you know that uh, it is mandatory registration at the Adventurer's Guild. He says, you can find it in the Trade District in Sector 4B. He says, you will need to register your... Register your... Uh, register your adventuring group uh, with the Adventurer's Guild to do any legal adventuring in this area. He says, and when you do, be sure to tell them that Rasputin was the one that referred you to them. Uh... He says, uh, uh, he says, as a signatory of the Adventurer's Guild, uh, it would be illegal for you to uh, do any adventuring in the neighboring realms uh, without uh, signing up f- uh, for the Adventurer's Guild, for they manage all of the uh, all of the dungeon delving and those things just that you do. I don't know what you do. Uh, I don't purport to understand. I don't purport to understand the life in an adventure. I am, uh, but, but, a but, but, but a humble city guard. <laughs> He says, but uh, you must head to the Adventurer's Guild uh, post-haste. They are open 24 hours a day. You can head there before you even head to the inn. I do recommend that you do that. I don't want to see you guys get into any trouble. Because people will see you walking through the streets. They'll see you're obviously an adventurer group. But I can tell that you are. Fair kind of I think that we were an adventuring group. We're just going to go hunt down some lost ruins. And he says, that sounds like adventuring to me. killing monsters for money. Bob says, sure, why not? He says, you know what, in fact, he says, in fact, I will send word ahead to the Adventurers Guild that some adventurers have shown up. He says, uh, with the... (laughs) Uh, uh, oh, a paladin no. of Moradin and uh, some uh, cleric. That is a. I'm sorry, a cleric of Moradin, obviously from your from regalia. And uh, says, "Well, we'll head straight. We'll head straight to the Adventurers Walk, Guild." Walk, Walk, thank you, thank you. Remember, it is Rasputin. Rasputin, of course. That sent Rasputin, you. Rasputin, Rasputin. Tell them Rasputin sent you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He says, Rasputin "You are welcome inside. Welcome." To Mirabar, and he bows, and the dwarf bows as well as you guys pass through. Do an inside check on why he is sending word ahead. If it's, if it's just he's trying to make a little coin, or because it went from like yeah, le, le, like give me. It is it is one hundred percent a sales pitch. Cool. This dude uh, clearly stands to gain commission. monetarily from this referral. Mox going Jack Sparrow, and he says, "What's say we say three shillings, and we forget the name." And he goes, how much are they paying you for a referral? He could just lie. He could lie and make some more money. <laughs> I've got plenty of inside checks I can do. I think I've... Just, this I guy lie? Um, it's a ten gold. And he looks to his, uh, dwarven, his dwarven partner and he, and he looks up to like the walls and like... He says, uh, he says oh boy... He says, I am uh, merely explaining the policy uh, here in, 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 in Mirabar. Mark says, "Oi, brother, no, uh, no sense in uh, in in helping us along without uh, receiving fair compensation." And I say, "I better, uh, I better, I, I prefer we don't send word ahead. You know, let, let us make our own way there. And we'll just, just, I'd be more than happy to cover that fare in exchange for some pleasant anonymity." He looks over to uh, his dwarven companion, and you got whoever's glancing at him sees the dwarven companion nod ever so not so subtly and he says 
be a... And he looks over to the dwarf, and the dwarf scratches his beard with uh, four of his fingers, and he says, He says, it'll be four, four gold. Four gold would would cover the... Uh, would recover the referral, uh, and, and, and avoid any such... Uh, Awkwardness. This is awkwardness. It treats you with uh, the discretion that you so deserve. Mock doesn't push it. Pays in the four. And the dwarf then... <clears throat> per person. Each. At <laughs> <laughs> that, Mock says, mm, looks like you just have to put up with the pennies that they give you for the real referral. And turns to lead the deal away. <laughs> the dwarf Now, now, let's not be hasty. He says, call it six. He says, uh, "Total." He says, five it is, and if I and if I hear a referral coming, I'll know who to thank." And he says, "Let out do." Ricka, miles away, is like, "I smell mock negotiating." <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we'll continue next week. Good, good. Oh. You had, do you, you do want to? No, no, wait, wait. We have a two titans on the board. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, no, that. Uh, that's a good spot to stop. All right, all right, all right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> continue next week. It was in the same vein as yes. avoiding. I guess you gotta come back again, Lincoln. I guess you have to come back. <laughs> <laughs> we barely, we made it. We'll How never, many weeks we'll can we go it. on and not let Lincoln let Migosh leave naturally? Yeah. We'll just keep dragging him along.